Hey everyone, and welcome to the Maiden Vault Podcast, and a Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And we're back with episode seven. Yeah, Sansa One. Yep, yep, Sansa One, a Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Lots to talk about, as there is every week. We keep on saying it, y'all listening, so y'all must like it. Yeah, and that's the truth, because this week there really is. There really is. There really is. All right, so let me just get into this summary really quick. This week, we follow Sansa Stark, eldest daughter of Catelyn and Ned Stark, as she discusses plans of a royal visit with her Septa, Septa Mordain, over breakfast. Her sister Arya is not present, and Mordain asks Sansa to find her and make sure she's presentable for lunch later that day. Sansa finds Arya by the river, watching her direwolf, Nymeria, and the two then argue about how best to spend their day. Arya ultimately refusing the invitation. Defeated, Sansa goes back to tell Mordain that they will be going alone when she comes across a large crowd outside the Queen's wheelhouse. After meeting with the honor guard that was sent to escort them to King's Landing, the crowd begins to worry over the presence of Sansa's own direwolf lady, and Prince Joffrey then steps in to save her from her embarrassment. After the Queen tells them that she has to attend to important matters of the crown, the two spend the afternoon together, ending up ultimately back at the Trident again, where Arya is still playing. A misunderstanding then leads to a fight between Joffrey and Arya. Joffrey being ultimately defeated and embarrassed as Nymeri the Wolf steps in to defend her owner. Yeah, like we said, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot goes down real quick. But um, as is tradition, we yep. should start at the beginning. Yeah, of course. And, and kind of the top of this chapter yeah. is Sansa with our favorite person, Septa Mordain. My absolute favorite. Yay. You could just be a little bit more enthused Yay. about the Septa. All right, listen, she's not my favorite person. I don't I don't think I can say that, like, can I dislike her? I'm just so... Uh, I mean, that's fine. Like, I, I, I respect her for the job she has to do. I just think that she could do it better. Hmm. Okay. That's all. That's a very fair appraisal. But who am I to judge? I know nothing about being a Septa yeah. myself. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we see her and they're sitting and they're eating this fly breakfast of which there is bacon and apparently honeycombs. Honeycombs and fresh bread. Fresh bread. Um, Mordain's just, you know, giving Sansa the morning roundup and she's just like, A, your dad said he had to go early. He's going on a hunt because they're having another hunt, which... There's always another hunt. There's always another hunt. And B, where's Arya? And those are the comp- those are the, the topics of conversation mm-hmm. um, that, that we go through. Um, I really want to focus on the first one just for a second, though, just because like a lot of this chapter has to do. I don't want to say a lot of this chapter, but multiple times in the chapter, Sansa reflects on her father and where where she kind of I don't want to say where she stands with him. But like it just got me to thinking because a lot of the time like we obviously have not read from this point of view yet. Um by the way, we do plan on doing a like kind of roundup series on everything that Ned does, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're going to do that. Yes. Um, but just Sansa feeling kind of, I don't know, not really understood by her dad. And she kind of, she understands in the way that Arya understands. And we'll talk a little bit about this later because there's something she says. But um, the way that Arya feels about Kat, she kind of feels about him. And mm-hmm. like when Mordane tells her this news, she's kind of like, oh, you know. Like, because Morden, I think she mentions Oryx as being in the woods. And Sansa's like, well, I've never seen an, an Oryx. And so I don't know. Like, again, I just think 
that's something that I do want to keep in mind for future episodes, just oh, to kind of talk absolutely. about how I, their I feel relationship like it's very is. Fair to to dive into that mm-hmm. because there are so many different parallels that can be drawn for those children yeah. and both of their parents. I yeah. think it's very important to always kind of have that through line of uh-huh. how they also feel about them. Um, sometimes we don't really get a lot of reflections on how they feel or see their parents. Yeah. Um, in this, like even for Sansa to give that, you know, a little bit of a line about like, she's never seen an arcs. Mm-hmm. It's like, I did Ned ever ask? Yeah. Did he ask after her? Yeah. Was that just a conversation he had with well, the Well, I think he had to have because he asked Mordain to relay the message. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think he, here's the thing. I think he trusts Mordain to make sure that his kids are safe during the day because he has other things to do. Yes. Um, also, hunting isn't necessarily something that I would imagine they felt comfortable bringing little girls along to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, yeah, food for thought. And it, as it stands, though, the adult that she spends the most of her time, I mean, again, it's very important because, like you said, we don't really get a lot of interaction between the kids and their parents, but we do see them with other adults. Yes. And for the girls, it happens to be Septimordain. Mm-hmm. And just watching Sansa with Septimordain, I did not remember her being as bitey, I guess, with her. Like, I remember that, I mean, she's a kid, so any adult that tells you to do stuff that you're really not feeling mm-hmm. like you're going to be like, uh, yeah, I really don't it. even see it as biting. I just consider that her being very steadfast in the way that she thinks and feels. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that she does, uh, throughout this chapter, but, uh, you know, specifically here, we're speaking with Mordane and Mordane is kind of asking her questions mm-hmm. and, and going back and forth with her. And a lot of it is just now without the prying ears and eyes, of a lot of the court that is probably normally around them mm-hmm. whenever they're doing like their morning constitutional or their morning lessons. She doesn't have to do that. The airs kind of slip away. That's not to say that she's still not respectful because a lot of the reflection she mm-hmm. has, she has internally. Like that's a lot of internal of monologue course. she has that she doesn't share out loud. But I feel like you don't think she's like this all the time. Cause here's the thing. Mordain being an adult, that's, that's one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a respect, but she's still somebody who works for that family. Yeah. So, right. and and the one thing that is glaring in this is that Sansa is at an age where she understands, like where Arya is learning to understand her place in the world, but Sansa very clearly understands that she is a noble lady of a noble house. She mm-hmm. very clearly understands that. Um, And again, it goes back to that thing because like you said, she starts going back and forth with the first defense. We're going to want to get to it is Sansa sitting at the table while Mordain's preparing her little, honeycomb bread mix little little thing whatever um i'm saying little thing she's just yeah, literally putting just honey, on, honey on bread but it's just funny because she's breaking the combs and i'm just yeah. like fresh from the source look at you um it's not just feeding lady under the table mm-hmm. like scraps of bacon and i just thought it was so funny because they described the wolf as taking the bacon as delicate as a queen mm-hmm. and i'm just like but it's the least delicate and ladylike behavior for yeah. for the girl who is supposed to be so very unlike her sister it just made me think this is something that aria would do and they both do it and that's the first thing because Mordain's just like in the middle of putting her honey on her bread and she's just like Sansa, what are you what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That is not what ladies do. We do not do that. Why are you doing this right here, right now, in front of my own eyes? Yes. And Sansa's just like, cool. And because the thing she says is, ladies don't feed dogs under the table. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I said bitey is because she was quick to say she didn't say this in her mind. She said this quick out loud, direct quote. Mm-hmm. And she goes, 
She's not a dog. She's a dire wolf, Sansa pointed out as Lady licked her fingers with a rough tongue. Yeah, you're right. She does say that right out loud. Straight out loud. And she was just, so basically one that says, I need to correct you on your, on your, your incorrect uh, classification of my pet. Two, I'm going to tell you straight to your face that I'm, go- I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue. Yeah, and I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> and I was just like, look at this little girl who, it's funny because from Arya's point of view, she was just so like perfect. And Sansa never did anything wrong. And adults loved her because she was the model child. Mm-hmm. And Sansa very much here. And again, so like you said, I think that normally, and, and, and not to say that she, again, she wasn't like, I don't know. She wasn't like like disrespectful to Mordain, oh, no, but she again, not. she was being a kid, and she was just like, "I'm gonna say how I feel right she now." Was being an eleven year old in that moment, exactly. Yeah. And there's something about this wolf, and we can get into it in a little bit. I don't know mm-hmm. if you have anything more else that you want to say about Mordain, but there's something about these wolves that bring out the the nature of these children, and they 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 kind of I don't know. They're bonded in a way that I think is very fascinating and important yeah no i think um, you should touch on it then i i would like to hear your your thoughts on that because i feel like anything else i have to say about mordain yeah is really just about the way and and i feel like we're gonna get a lot of this throughout the chapter yeah, yeah. once you lose your your train of thought no, no. which is adults shifting responsibility and blame to children yeah in spaces where it should not be like that where we had you know ned telling mordain Here's the deal. Yeah. You need to tell Sansa this. Yeah. Mordane then going, which, like you said, this is her whole job. This is her entire she's job. She's here enjoying this bread and this honeycomb. Thank you, Lord Stark. Mm-hmm. Where she's in this position of, of, of great privilege. Mm-hmm. Is now shifting off responsibilities that should be on herself. Well, let's do. talk about those responsibilities. Because, again, like, this is what I mean by, like, so... Mordain kind of being, because we talked about it before, Mordain, mm-hmm. Arya was not allowed to bring that direwolf to class. So Mordain is probably for the first time now having to be in very close proximity to not one, but two. She had no choice. Ned told her she had to. That's what I'm saying. So before that, she would be experiencing Sansa without the presence of this wolf. This wolf, which again, like I said, I really do believe that these wolves are soul bonded to these children. So Sansa is just like, I will be polite and I will be respectful and I will be like the model child in every other scenario. But now when it comes to my wolf, this is me and her time. You oh, just so like fall ladies back. there, she don't have no That's what I'm saying. She don't have no, way. that's what I'm saying. And I'm not, not saying, true. I'm not saying that ladies making her do blah, oh, no, blah, blah, no, but I'm just saying like, this is her. And she just like, this, this, this is my homie and you need to mind your business. So in that, Mordain is like kind of taken aback because she's just like, you know what? You're usually such a good kid, and I don't understand why you're acting this way. You know who you're acting like? You're acting like your sister. You are so willful, like your sister right now, and I don't, I don't like it. This is not you. Also, thank you, Mordain, for dunking on a nine-year-old. Exactly, like- and and <laughs> this is what I mean by she's not my favorite person because it's just like again, I understand you have to do your job, but you don't have to take it that far. And then you go, and you're just like, and y'all gonna call me a whole hypocrite in like thirty minutes. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just think that she, there are ways again to go about these things. And it, it just makes me seem as like, okay, well, I, I like the idea that I'm training and I say training because I hate the idea of training children, but to train this child to be the way that I need them to be, because this is how their parents need them to be. And I'm the one that did that. So I can later take credit for it, which again, I guess, again, that's your whole purpose. That's it great. Is. Mm-hmm. But 
you're saying you're saying to her that everything that you said before was kind of negated. It's just like, well, you were good or you are usually so good, but now, and it's just like, man, like sometimes kids slip up. You cannot, she cannot be a perfect child all the time. She has to be on a hundred percent of the time all day, every day, all day, every day. And then that's kind of like a very unfair expectation that she puts onto her because it's almost like, and it's impossible for an 11 year old to to hold that. Look at her. Yeah. You then say, well, comparatively, we look at your sister Mm -hmm. and like, she's, you're, you're saying like, one, we have to pit them against each other. Yep. Because here comes that thing again where we have to pit little girls against other little girls. Yep. And and just in general, we're always pitting women against other women. Yep. Just for the sake of doing that. Yep. Where yep. now she's sitting here and she's going, well, you know, you used to be better. But I really would like you to come back around onto your point because mm-hmm. I think it's very important to kind of set this stage now because there's there's this willfulness that comes from having lady with her yeah man that doesn't happen when lady was not there and no. we see it on the opposite side no. when we had that from aria yeah but like once she's around her wolf mm-hmm. there's a very different i will say willfulness mm-hmm. that exists within mm-hmm. these children mm-hmm. when around them so or I, I just i think it enhances really because again aria was always willful mm-hmm. but i think it just enhances the idea that like hey i'm gonna kind of do what i need to do and there's actually a line later that i would like to talk about that I think the adults then notice it as well because they kind of feel like, well, if the wolves are around, we're good. They're fine. They're taken care of, yes. which I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll come back to that. Back to Mordain mm-hmm. and her comparing her. So she goes, yo, by the way, where is Arya? Yeah. Where is Arya? And Sansa's just like, oh, she wasn't hungry. When she knew that Arya probably yeah. had already left. She knew she probably had already gone and got some food on her own. Yeah. And she was already out for the day. Yep. And we can talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that she goes, she tells Mordain, she lies for her sister. Yeah. She which covers. is something she probably, I don't know. I don't I don't want to say probably because, again, we're just meeting them at this point in their lives. But I, again, she, she, she really doesn't have, like, I don't know if she would have told Ned the same thing. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But with Mordain and with Mordain kind of being down on her wolf, she has no time for it. Yes. And she's like, I'm not going to I'm not going to give you what you want. But then Mordain is still just like, all right, well, listen, I have some information for you. OK, OK. I got a little note from one of the queen's little ladies. And she says that she wants to have tea with us, meaning me, you and Arya. And we're going to be there with her and Marcella, and it's going to be lit. It's going to be so exclusive. We're going to have a good time. Also, wait, time out real quick. Flag on the play. Yeah. I didn't catch that the first time. What? So Mordane was going to go too? Yes, Mordane was going to go oh, too. That's, so that's what I'm saying. That's actually That's what I'm wet. saying. She gets to go to all the, the exclusive parties. Bro, that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, she really was just like, yo, like, I need you to be on your best behavior and not be like this. I also need... Also, where's Arya? And I need her to be on her best behavior. If you can't find her now, I need you to make sure that by the time it's tea time, she has to be ready. Also, tell her to wear a dress that will bring out the color of her eyes or something crazy like that. Tell her that she has to be on this. It'll suit her well. The queen will love it. You guys are so adorable. And I'm going to, this is my moment. And she didn't say this is my moment, but that's, no, no, no. that's but what that's, I felt. What it it was just like, hey, I'm going to be able to do this. Like, Also, how unobservant is she at this point? And now I feel like I'm going back around. No, go ahead. No, 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 you're no, go ahead. At any point in any of this, in the nine years, let's say that she's known Arya, let's pretend that she's been with this family that entire time and she's known her since she's been born. Mm -hmm. At any point, did she ever think to herself, man, I can't wait to get Arya into into a dress 
I mean, Arya and, wears dresses already. No, not saying that she yeah. doesn't, but thinking that somehow putting Arya in a dress will make it easier for her to be to be kind of presenting and and accepted as a young lady. Yeah. And she would just be cool with that. And yeah. even Sansa kind of, I mean, she's like, I'm rolling my eyes, but yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. And well, I don't Sansa know totally you know. knows. Sansa says, like, do you know who my sister yeah, is? Do also, you know her? I can try. Because she she basically says something to the effect of, listen, man, I can try, but she's not gonna, like, that's not her thing. Yeah. And you know that. And I know this. You know that. I know that. Why but are we this pretending? Point, you're telling me to deliver a message. Yeah. Um, and Mordain is, she's not really, pers- she, she's not really receptive to any of that. She's just no. like, listen, make it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish this here breakfast. Yeah. And Sansa's like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm going to try. But all Sansa hears is that she's going to get to go to breakfast with the queen and the princess, which the princess is less more important than mm-hmm. the queen. But maybe, just maybe Joffrey will be there. And Joffrey is her betrothed at this point. Yes. So she's really excited about that. So it's not that Mordain asks her to go and get Arya. It's that her going to get and convince Arya to do this thing will lessen her chances of being embarrassed if Arya does decide to come. Yes. It would be easier if Arya just didn't go at all. But for her, she at least has to do her due diligence hmm. and see if she can get her to act of right. Of course, of course. But like you said, it would be so much easier if it could just be her and the queen and Marcella and Joff, because that is, you know, the this 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 the singers would sing a song yeah. about their their meeting and mm-hmm. their cakes and their teas, and they'd be happy, and it would just be perfect to her. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because like. She'd also mentioned that, like, she had not gotten to spend any time with Joff. Yeah. Really. Like, very, she said something like very few they were um, as she's reflecting on, you know, her experiences with him. And she's just like, oh, maybe this is my chance. And it's just like, Joffrey does not have time for tea. He is not. No, you would think. I mean, Cersei's invitation said me and Marcella. It didn't say me, Marcella, and Joff. I don't even think Tommen was invited, for real, for real. No. But also, in her world, that's just the perfect opportunity. Of course, have, she was just like, maybe he'll stop nice by and say hi. He'll be there. Yeah, maybe he'll stop by maybe and um, pop in. Yeah, um, I do have a direct quote, though. Yes. Because this is leading into, so, um, because she knows that, like, this could be something that could potentially get her into the vicinity of Joffrey, and that could be a good thing for mm-hmm. her. And she does, she kind of wants to, like, do what Mordain has, but not really much more so. She just kind of wants to, like, control the Arya situation as much as possible. So yeah. there's a direct quote in which she says, Sansa did not really know Joffrey yet, but she was already in love with him. He was all she ever dreamt her prince should be. Tall and handsome and strong, with hair like gold. She treasured every chance to spend time with him, few as they were. The only thing that scared her about today was Arya. Arya had a way of ruining everything. You never knew what she would do. And yeah, again, it just goes back into <laughs> how she is just really kind of like, man, I'm really hoping that today is just aces for Sansa. I hope that I get to see Joffrey. I hope that the queen is dope and she has pretty dresses. I hope that Mia Marcella can laugh and giggle over cakes and tea. And then Mordain is just not bothering me. Exactly. Everything would be good. Oh, yeah. And the only thing that could put a damper on my day is my sister acting wild. Cause that's what she does. Mm-hmm. She does it all the time. 
and no one can stop her. So maybe if I get ahead of this curve. Yeah, she's thinking maybe I can account for this and somehow course correct what's going to happen next. Because it's just like at this point, Arya would be out and she wouldn't know about the invitation being extended. Oh, no, not at all. Because Arya has literally been, and, and sometimes I think thinks about this, Arya's been up since probably the crack of dawn. And she's been out doing no, who knows what. She got up. She put on her same dirty clothes from two days ago yep. that she's been wearing probably the whole time she's been on Trident because those are her play clothes. And she went down to the kitchen. She probably stole some stuff. She ate her little breakfast. And her and Amira are off having adventures because that's what they do every day. I'm going to ask a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. And decide if you don't want me to press forward with this. Oh, please do. Why is there not a castle guard with her? Why is Arya allowed to just go off on her own? Dude, I think that that is the question I had the most throughout the entire chapter. Like, why are none of these kids, like, when the kids are just like, hey, don't follow me, people just listen? Like, it's crazy. Do they have to? It's crazy. I think that they probably have to, but here's my thing, and this is again, and I don't want to keep going because this lady is not even here no more because we're about to move into Sansa Mm -hmm. going somewhere else. Why would not Sansa, why would not Mordain? Make sure that when she's sending Sansa to go off and find Arya, God knows where, why wouldn't she send somebody with her? Also, I mean, here's the thing. I know that uh, Ned has a guard. I don't know how many of his men are meant to guard him, but I would imagine yeah. he brought enough men that they, there would be some there to guard the kids. You would think. Um, because specifically, here's my thing. And let's think about the importance of Sansa. Like, first of all, we're talking about they're all highborn. They all are not just highborn, but they are now the children of the hand of the king who was the second most important man in Westeros. Mm-hmm. Sansa is the future queen of that country. Yeah, she should have she, some kind of detail. I, that's what I'm saying. It's so weird to yeah. me that I'm just like, no, literally nobody's watching these kids. Yeah, my bad. I didn't mean to, to no, push into that. It's, I just, it's just again, such a weird thing that sticks out to me that it doesn't make any sense that all of these kids were told to do things by adults and at no point did any adult go, well, I should probably go look after these kids. Yeah, because they're in a strange place too and nobody knows like, and the thing about, I think that scares me the most is the fact that they talk about, and and not to say that like people would do blah, 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 but we know this is West Coast, people are wild and people wild in the real world. So um, they talk about like people joining their group. So like, yeah, you can account for people that are on the council. You can account for people that are like, actual soldiers like either Baratheon soldiers Stark soldiers Lannister yes. soldiers you can account for those people you cannot account for free riders you no, cannot no. account for like people that are just joining the party just to, to just to come through so you, you don't do know who these people, people are and like they could snatch a kid up also with the way Arya's going about it and it's not her fault she's a kid but Arya's not dressed like you know what importantly no. and, and you know they like to, to harm children in this world and no one would know and nobody would know where she was and it's just crazy to me that it gets past that. And again, I'm not really excusing Ned. I understand he has things to do, but I still feel like, and again, using my modern lens, I should probably stop doing that. But actually, no. Actually, no, I'm not going to go there because I, at this point, I don't think that, I do think that he should have a watch on his kids, but he literally employed someone to be able to do that. So at this mm-hmm. point, if he is entrusting Mordain to do it, it's on her. Yeah, so, so that I chain of command fell right yeah, there. Yeah, it did. So Got you. Yeah, um, it's wild. And Arya has been up and she has been able to just kind of walk and wander and we we know where she goes because then Sansa then takes Lady and also does the same thing which is just wanders willy-nilly. She she starts to look around and like she's she's noticing like all the different buildings and stuff because they're mm-hmm. they're at this inn and they're they're in the Riverlands at this point because yes. they're at the Trident. Um which is where she finds her sister. 
Um, should we get a little background on what the Trident is for people who don't know? Yeah, or give, give just a little, a little bit of, of context. Okay, so the Trident is a, it's like, I guess it's a fork in the river, mm-hmm. right? Where um, the rivers and the riverlands meet. And it is also the place of a very important and famous battle during Robert's Rebellion. And we sort of briefly touched on this when we talked about Daenerys and Viserys mm-hmm. because it's where their elder brother Rhaegar was killed by Rob Baratheon. Yes. So that is where they are today. Arya is down there. Do you want to talk a little bit about what Arya is doing when Sansa finds her? She's dirty. Yep. Like you said, she hasn't changed her clothes because she believes if she puts on the same clothes, she doesn't have to worry about it because nope. it's just going to get dirty anyway. Yep. And she's on a hunt. She's on a hunt. She's out with her friend and she's out having No, she's not even out with her friend yet. She's down there with Nymeria because she got to give this dog a bath because the dog is dirty too because they've both been just playing around oh, in the mud. Oh, that's right. She's combing the dog. She's combing the dog. Excuse Arya. Me, the wolf. Oh, yeah, you're right. The wolf. Arya is down there doing her thing. Sansa rolls up on her and she's just like, man, you looking real wild. Like, even for you, even for you today, you looking real like, have you taken a bath mm-hmm. at all? Like, have you? And Arya's just like, man, shut up. I'm doing this thing. And she's literally yelling at Nymeria to stay still. Yeah. And I think you made a good point when we started talking about notes. You were just like, she has some nerve because, like, if Mordane dare try to sit her down and comb her hair, it would have been on yeah, site. It like, would have been, like, curtains on, <laughs> on site had she been like, oh, well, we're going to go, like you say, we're going to go have this tea with the Queen of Marcella. I'm going to need to brush her hair. She would be screaming. She'd be running. She'd be biting. Yep. No, you yep. can't do this to me. So it's 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 funny in contrast that we have to sit here and we're watching her do the yep. same thing with Nymeria, who, for all intents and purposes, is her sole bonded animal. That's what I mean. Who is not interested in being brushed. Also, the fact that she let this dog get so dirty and matted and matted, and it's just, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm angry on behalf of the wolf. Just because you should never, never treat your animals this way. She's a baby, though. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. But but it's funny, though, because Sansa rolls up with Lady. And Lady is also looking at Namira the way that Sansa is looking at Arya. And she's yes. just like, this is a shame. She's like, how could you let yourself go Look at yourself. Look, look at, at yourself. You. <laughs> and it's oh. funny because, like, I think Sansa's just like, yeah, like, my, my wolf is fine look at her she looks great she looks great and she comes and talks to her um before we get into her trying to talk about why she's there to talk about her what do you Mm -hmm. think about because we got a little bit of their relationship in aria one but what do you think about like based on just this little bit of an interaction like what do you think about their thoughts on each other like how do you think that they relate to each other like how are Sansa's thoughts about Arya very similar to to if they are at all Arya's thoughts about her and then how do they do they differ yeah I mean first off I I feel like they have just such an amazing relationship yes because when Sansa goes off to go try to find her sister mm-hmm. she goes but she has a very good idea of where her sister is oh she does she knows she knows her sister well enough to know well here's where she could be here's mm-hmm. what she could be doing mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go there so yeah. she wanders for a bit but most of it really is just in a direction that kind of takes her right to her sister. Yeah. So it just shows like a a level of depth and understanding of her sister that we might not get said aloud. Yeah. To one another, but like it's we inferred. don't say to themselves, but or to each other. But it's definitely inferred in the way that you know she comes upon her and like she goes in in her head on her sister, but she's just really like I wanted to make sure that you are right. I need to give you this message because like, that's what I'm here to do. 
And I hope that you don't mess this up because yep. I really would like to do this thing. And and I think Arya and, and her understanding of the mm-hmm. situation is she really just wants to continue doing the thing that she's doing because mm-hmm. she has a grand adventure planned out for the remainder of the day. Yeah, like, she, she does. She has other stuff that she wants she to do. She does. And she's just like, I don't know why you want to do that because you could do my stuff. Yeah. And I think that that kind of leads into this this back and forth. This back and forth. Where there's a bit of push and, push and pull where they both kind of want things. Yeah. Um, well, they both kind of want things because it, it's it's... I think this more than anything allows for the reader to 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 start to get the differences between them. Yes. But then also how the, they're the same specifically since they've got these wolves. Um I said earlier that I feel like yeah, I think Sansa definitely has a very outward opinion on Arya. Like I feel like it's akin to the the I want to say good kid cuz I don't think Arya's a bad kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say Sansa's the good kid. I'm just saying like she's the child that listens to everything and follows instructions. But parents are and guardians and teachers will always be concerned about the kid that isn't doing that. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of like the focus away from the kid that does. And and that usually it it it, it also like we said before, it breeds a, a little bit of jealousy and resentment in, in Arya because she feels like she from her point of view, Sansa gets all the attention because she's good at things. From Sansa's point of view, Arya gets all the attention because she's always just doing stuff that yeah. just in her opinion, ruins days. Everybody has to call after Arya. Everybody has like, to worry oh, about her and everything thing. she's doing. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, but I also think that, again, you're right. They do have this, this strong understanding of each other in the sense that's like, yeah, she, she obviously doesn't want her to ruin her day, but she also is just like, I'm really not interested in changing her. She is how she is. And I've known this for quite a time, quite, quite some time. I don't necessarily like it. Because I do kind of wish that we could kind of do a thing. But again, and you were getting to a good point, and I know exactly where you're going with that, just to talk about that conversation that they have after. So I know where you're going with it. Um, So Sansa comes and she does tell her, hey, listen, you could do it or you could not, but we're supposed to be having tea with the queen and Marcella. And Septim Ordain said that you got to get ready. So you should probably do that. And Arya's just like, I'm good. I'm not doing it. So Sansa's just like, but like, go. <laughs> you know, like now we got to get into like why, why you need to do these things. And they then go on. It, it was like a, it was like a, like a little campaign trail, right? But they have some speeches yeah. as to why their day would be the better way to spend somebody's mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And, you know, Sansa's is just like, hey, like, you don't understand. This is a great honor. And we will be here with the queen and Princess Marcella and, you know, Septim Ordain thinks that this is really good for us. And there's going to be cakes, lemon cakes specifically. And you know how good they are. And Arya has no time. She's just like, look, man, first of all, I don't like the queen because she don't like my dog. Yeah. I don't like Marcella because she's scared of dogs and she's a baby. Yep. Also, why don't you just come with us? Because we about to go on a ruby hunt. To which Sansa goes, huh? Sansa's like, what? What, what are you talking about rubies? I don't... <laughs> Where are their rubies? I imagine Arya just opening her arms and looking around, like yes. here, at like the, all around you. The trident? Do you not know what took place here? Mm-hmm. And Sansa's like, man, because Sansa's mind is so firm on, like, listen. One, this lady told me to do something, and if nothing, I think Sansa absolutely, absolutely, absolutely cannot stand failure. She's just like, I can't, I can't deal with it. Like, I can't fail this mission. She told me to come get you and to make you wear this dress so that yes. we can go and that we can present ourselves to the queen. You cannot be looking funky and dirty in front of this lady. 
Um, also, there will be cake. Like, did you miss that part? Like, did you miss the fact that there's going to be cake? And Ari's just like, sis, that's all fine and well. But let me tell you what I'm going to do. And let me tell you how I'm going to enjoy the remainder of my day. And I just, While she's still struggling with this dog the entire time. The entire time. And I think at one point, Namira, like, does she nip at her? Oh, she's just like, yo, I'm I'm done with this. Yeah. And she's screaming. She's because she's trying to, to juggle the conversation between yeah. Sansa and, and Nymeria. Nymeria, I need you to do this. And Sansa, I don't think I have time for this. And <laughs> neither one of them really knowing where their place is in this conversation. Neither one. Arya, who is very firm in, in her position. Very. While Arya, Arya knows what she's going to do. And Sansa, unfortunately, has to bear witness to to the bad part of that. That's interesting. So do you think it's that Arya already has made up her mind that this is what her day is going to look like? Definitely. And I she's mean, like, girl, you can come or you can't. Yeah, she I don't mind. told her about the thing because she didn't know about that. She's like, I had already planned to go find Ruby's. But do you think that Sansa was the one that was unsure about the way that her day was going to go? Like, Arya does not care. Arya's just like... I'm going to do what makes me happy where Sansa is kind of, again, because again, she's been kind of taught to do this is trying to make everybody else in this happy chapter, happy. Like yeah, she wants to make sure that she's being good for her dad mm-hmm. because her dad says so. She wants to make sure that Mordain is cool because of that. She also wants to make sure like she tries to bribe Arya with so many things and they don't work and they don't work. She doesn't understand that. I mean, she probably understands it, but she also just is like, well, here I'm just at bargaining now and I need you to know that there's, <laughs> lemon cakes and i need you to know that there's tea and we're gonna have fun and we're gonna sit in this wheelhouse and we're gonna see stuff to which aria reminds her that like the wheelhouse doesn't have windows she said ma i can't even see out that thing there's no windows it. it's high in there i don't want to do that but I, I i think to your point it's sansa might have gone had this not been a direct command from septa mordain and even more to that had this not been an invite from the queen yeah to hang out with Marcella and maybe also see Joff. Like there are too many things wrapped up in it mm-hmm. that make it such an amazing day for Sansa that she has to fight. And I'm feeling like she's fighting for this for good reason. Yeah. And her intent is 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 good enough. But she knows that she can only barter with with Arya for for but so long. Yeah. Before it just becomes too much. And that's the thing. It's just like it starts getting too much. And so I had the thoughts of like I had one the idea that like why is she still standing here arguing with her white why does she feel and again i guess we answered the question with because she really needs to like accomplish this thing that she's been Mm -hmm. asked to do and also because but i think it's deeper than that and we'll get into this but i'm just also like you know it's 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 almost as if she doesn't have anybody else to kind of go through this with her and mordain is not a companion she's older than her she's an adult but she's also not equal to her in, in, in social stature so that's a little different but then i started asking where's jane because like yeah jane would just be coming with her yeah why is things. jane not there because i know van Poole came down with her so why is jane not with her that is very strange mm-hmm. and i'm just like and there's no mention of her no and we know she's there because she was, she's gonna be in king's landing so that's real wild then maybe it's she weird. had to be off doing something else what hmm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna put a pin in that. Yeah, that's, that's real wild, though. That she just when was you not that. present. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it was really weird. I was just like, you know, she's doing all this because I'm like, oh, maybe she just really needs somebody. Because again, for all intents and purposes, the queen and the princess are still kind of strangers to her, and she, but she still wants to like, you know, 
I mean, she she would draw comfort not, from having from having a familiar either, person. Yeah, you know, that familiarity also also they don't bred by yeah kind of like who is also around them. Yeah, like they've also been in close proximity to Marcella again at this point, uh-huh. so that they would be able to have some shared experience there yeah. that they could move through yeah. without like the fear of like oh my gosh we're gonna be in front of the queen yeah like let's not make any mistakes yeah I also think that it was very interesting because it showed their very distinct personalities here. Mm -hmm. And I know I said we weren't going to harp too much on their parents, but I also had the thoughts in reading it that they are their parents' mirrors, just not the parents that they think are their parents' mirrors. So like, remember how we talked about like Arya feeling a very strong affinity to John and her dad because she feels like she, she looks like them. Yes. Sansa, I would imagine feels the same way about Kat, but here the roles are kind of reversed because whereas like Arya was feeling like almost like she was a disappointment to her mother. Mm-hmm. I feel that Sansa feels like she can't get because, and I'll I'll tell you why I feel yeah, this no, no, way. Wrap but around on it. there's a point in which she finally does give up. She gives up and she starts walking. And as she's walking, she's looking around at all the scenery that they see or that they've seen. And she starts talking about like the differences in how her sister has been experiencing this mm-hmm. travel south and how she's been experiencing it. And she's just like you know like thinking about when Ari's just like, well, I'm not gonna go there because I'm going to go have adventures with Micah. And she starts thinking about this boy, Micah, that my, that Arya has met on the road. And she says, well, you know, Arya has been spending all her time kind of talking to everybody, like from the par- poor folk portion of the, the train yes. going down. And she's like really comfortable talking to these people. And Sansa doesn't understand it. And she just like, you know, they just get all muddy and it's terrible. And she does not, she cannot for the life of her understand why her sister does not like the pretty nice things that she likes. Mm-hmm. She also doesn't understand why she's been expected to be this prim proper little lady. But when Arya goes out and do does things like, so like Arya went one day and I thought it was so cute. She went and like bought Ned flowers. She, mm-hmm. she picked him flowers yeah. and she's all muddy. She's all messed up. And Sansa's just like, oh, this is it. He's finally going to tell her like, hey, you can't just be leaving and running off where nobody can find you. You can't just be coming in here dirty. And and Ned's just like, no, this is a great baby girl. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. This is such like, a this thoughtful is so sweet. Yeah, that's so sweet. And I start thinking like, it is very akin to the way that like Arya would talk about like her mother being so proud of the work that Sansa was doing, mm-hmm. but being kind of like not, proud or she felt as though like her mother was not proud of her and I think it's the same I think that Sansa sees the bond between her sister and her father yes and I think she longs for it but she doesn't she's not so so she she thinks that she's not like them she thinks that like okay well dad wants a daughter that is like more like the boys or like Mm -hmm. it is more like spirited like wild spirited and everything like that which apart speaking of wild spirited a thing she doesn't know is and I think of the, I don't want to say that I think Arya is his favorite child but I think that Arya reminds him a lot a lot a lot of Lyanna yeah so I think that a lot of Lyanna yeah, that's given there yeah. just because of that yeah and she doesn't understand that mm-hmm. so Sansa's just like you know the same way is just like and I wonder like when she asked earlier about the Oryx like did she think that like if given the chance, or would he have taken Arya? And I wonder if those thoughts go through her yeah, mind. Would he not have even asked? Yeah, of Sansa yeah. to go because it's yeah. like, oh well, this isn't a thing. Yeah, this is not a thing do, you like. Yeah, but I'll take Ar- yeah. Arya. Yeah. yeah, and like thinking about that. But then on the on the flip side, because they both have those strong feelings about that, they fail to realize that they're actually the more like the opposite parent. So like, 
Sansa, her temperament is so much more like Nez than Kat's. Mm-hmm. Like she's just, she's quiet. She's reserved. She's obedient. She does what she's told. And she's in, and and on the flip side, Arya is like opinionated and curious and assertive mm-hmm. like Kat. And, and, and they don't realize that they are similar to the parent that they think that they yeah. have so little in common with. They're fighting for the approval of the opposite yes. parent that they think that they need. Yes. Yeah, that's. And, and I wonder like, one, that doesn't come from nowhere. Kids don't not, Kids don't think those things without it being true mm-hmm. in a in a way. Not to say, I, here's my thing. I am not saying that Ned does not love Sansa. I am not saying that Kat does not love Arya. What I'm saying is that I think it's possible that they recognize parts of themselves in those children that are like the parts of themselves that they are not comfortable with. Yes. Um, and I don't want to harp too long on that. I just think that that's, no, I that's think what that's I was thinking that's a really cool of. reflection. Um, and yeah, it's just really wild to me that Sansa really was hurt by the fact that her dad really liked these dirty flowers. She was like really hurt by that. And it kind of, it kind of, I think it kind of dictates how she sees the whole journey South at South as a whole, Mm -hmm. like just seeing how her sister's just having so much fun. And and not that she's not having fun, but most of her fun hinges on how other people around her have fun Mm -hmm. with her. And she kind of is like a chameleon, which she'll kind of mold to anything, which is very, very reminiscent of how her father is being right now with Robert. Yes. But we're not getting into yeah, that. Yeah, we're not there yet. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about, before we move in on to the next story segment, um, just how they're seeing things. Because again, we talked about Arya kind of running around doing her things. And Sansa's seeing everything mostly from inside a wagon, I would imagine, like... I think Arya's been just running around. She probably been walking with the train sometimes. Yeah, they said you know that she had I mean? been riding with the, yeah. the column. Um, and there was a there was a quote because Arya had then started talking about how she wanted to go hunt lizard lions, and mm-hmm. Sansa's just grossed out by. It. She's like, "Why would you want to get dirty and muddy when you could literally be chilling and having cake?" Yep. But there was a quote, and I thought this was the wild, like, I don't say wildest, but it was very fascinating to me. And I probably put more meaning into it than there is, but I'm going to read it anyway. I'm interested to know what you got out of it. Okay. So, huge flowers bloomed in the mud and floated on pools of stagnant water. But if you were stupid enough to leave the causeway to pluck them, there were quicksands waiting to suck you down and snakes watching from the trees and lizard lions floating half submerged in the water like black logs with eyes and teeth. And so it's just very interesting because whereas I find that Arya is seeing everything with wonder mm-hmm. as they're passing by, because Sansa is very fascinated by like the little castle, to like the in town. Like yes. she, she thinks that's yeah, cool. Yeah, she is. Um, but Sansa is kind of horrified by this nature. She's kind of like, I do not like the dirt. It is hot out here. It's probably, think about it. It's, it's, it's not quite, winter they say winter's coming but it's like it's fall but it's still kind of muggy and the mm-hmm. further south you go the hotter it gets yeah. they're in like the bogs you know there are mosquitoes everywhere mm-hmm. you know it stink and she's just like i i am not used to because it's a different climate she's rolling through a whole different kind of place she's just like i'm not feeling it and um these images that she's bringing to mind are ones that you would imagine kids find scary you know what I mean? It's just very scary, like bogs and 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 lizard lions, and they have teeth and they're looking at you mm-hmm. and snakes. And then I started thinking, like, because the the main focal point of that quote was this flower that's stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about how about that could be foreshadowing for Sansa, and and how she will be 
like how her life will become when she gets down to King's Landing and how the story kind of takes place around hmm. her time while she's there. Um, okay. Her kind of being the embodiment of that flower and everybody trying to kind of come at her and do her harm. And like when, when they said, well, you know, things will get pulled in the quicksand if you try to, like if you tried to go and pluck them, they would be sunk and you, you wouldn't be able to get to them. So like okay. all the people that, t- that tried to prey on her, yeah. all the people that tried to come at short. her eventually. Yeah. Um, and like snakes washing from trees. We know that there are lots and lots and lots of spiders and mm-hmm. snakes and just, just real shady people down there and doing things. And, and they do not mean her any kind of good fortune. They, they mean her ill will. Um, lizard lions floating half submerged in the water being... I mean, let's just talk about it as lions, right? And the Lannisters, their sigil's <laughs> a lion. I mean, whatever. I'm jumping on the train now. I'm like, yeah, Lannisters, shade hour. Um, yeah, so obviously they are not, they have not revealed their true selves to her. What she sees, yeah. what she thinks of a of the Lannisters now is not what she's going to think of the Lannisters coming. A bit later. Coming soon. Coming, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, again, like I said, uh, might be pulling too much, but I just no, thought that, I that think was that's very real interesting. Cool. And in fact, like pulling yeah. that, um, from the text yeah. and, and seeing it in that way, because once again, we're, we're breathing in all of this mm-hmm. through Sansa's eyes. Yes. And it would make sense that the wonderment that her sister sees, mm-hmm. she draws some fear some from fear. and some like not understanding of kind of the world around her, but yep. that's it's quite poignant. Yep. Yeah. That's a very good quote. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, man. Okay. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. And it's funny <laughs> you talked about fear too, because I think that, We'll see later, and we'll talk about this later, but I don't know if I made the point before about her direwolf. I think that soul bond, Sansa, I think what it is, is it's not necessarily that the wolf makes her act out. I think it's just that she draws a sense of bravery from him or her. Hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, her being close to that wolf, and then later, as we know, her not being close to the wolf will have a, a, a an effect on her temperament, on, on her mood, on her outlook. So, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Some more food for thought. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. So Sansa's walking away. She's defeated. She knows that she's not burning her sister with her. And she has to figure out what she's going to do now. Right. So she starts heading back towards the inn. Of which I have a quote. Okay. Because she's leaving. And she's very sad because she has failed her mission. So alone and humiliated, Sansa took the long way back to the inn where she knew Septim Ordain would be waiting. Lady patted quietly by her side. She was almost in tears. And so we can talk a little bit about that. Again, this kid has a lot of, she feels like there's a lot of expectation on her shoulders and she feels like she has to be a very specific way. Yeah. And she has not done the thing that she was tasked with doing. And again, perfectionist kids are like this. I know this. I was like this as a kid. I was so like, yo, if I am not perfect, I'm nothing. I'm absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And then she is on the verge of tears here. And it's very interesting. Again, like I just said, that lady is there kind of being her outward bravery because she can't, she can't hold it together right now. She's, she's ready to just like give up. Yeah. She's having a hard time right now. Yeah. Trying, trying to adjust. Can we step back for a moment though? Okay. Cause I just found something that I wanted to talk about. Like, yeah, she's moving through, but she's also reflecting on like she's still walking and she's reflecting on how she feels because at this point she's so sad about Arya too and I think that this is something that we wanted to talk about but I forgot that we wanted to talk about it okay. but it's just talking about like 
her wanting Arya to kind of be closer to herself, just like Arya would want her to be closer to herself. Mm -hmm. And there was a direct quote as she's walking past, because here's the thing, and this is the thing I wanted to kind of talk about too, because Arya is just like, hey, I would rather go and spend time with this person that you're telling me is not worthy of my time. Yeah. Then go and do whatever you want to do with those people that I really don't feel comfortable being around. Because here's the thing, at this point, Arya knows herself well enough to be like, I don't feel comfortable being in that situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, and she doesn't, she probably doesn't think it's a slight to Sansa, but Sansa's just like, she really would rather go and hang out with this other person than come do this. Then come and, do, and be with me. So as she's walking by and she's about to cry, she goes, all she wanted was for things to be nice and pretty the way they were in the songs. Why couldn't Arya be sweet and delicate and kind like Princess Marcella? She would have liked a sister like that. And she's carrying this with her as she's going back. So mm -hmm. remember that as she's walking back towards where she's about to end up and the people that she's about to encounter. She's just kind of hoping that, like, I don't know. She's, it's, it's kind of what was me, but that's kids. That's yeah. kids. And that's what kids do. But she just really is not understanding of the fact. And it goes back earlier. So like her dad, like, why are y'all telling me that these are nice things? Or why are you telling me that it's wrong for me to like the things that I like? I just like things to be like quiet and simple and clean. And y'all are telling me that that's not cool enough. Like that sucks. Like, like that's not enough. You know what I mean? And like, I want, like, I think why it was important for her to convince Arya, the more I think about it now, is because she needs somebody to kind of be Team Sansa right now. Like, she's mm -hmm. just like, I feel kind of by myself. And again, wherever Jane is, she's not with her. So she doesn't have a companion. Oh, so is, she doesn't have any, like, backup. She doesn't have any backup. So she, okay. it's just, and then she's just okay. like, man, it would be mad cool if somebody, like, doing the things I do. Because at this point, she feels like everything she does, she's doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. She's failed Mordain, like you said. She's walked in. Or she's walked away. She did not bring Arya with her. She's failed Mordane. She's she's she feels like she failed herself because she wasn't able to convince Arya to come do cool things. And she's just like, well, now I feel like I'm a failure because maybe what if I like isn't so cool? So where was the positive reinforcement? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So All that's right, I'm that's sorry. Cool. I wanted no, no, to kind of no, come back around on that. That's but, perfectly fine. I'm, yeah, it, it makes sense to to backtrack on that because we're yeah. we're getting more of 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 her feelings as she's yeah. walking back to the end, and, and how it, she and it makes sense to to kind of see that and and really know how they feel. So, yeah. So, all right. That's cool. And it's just funny. And then we'll talk more about like their relationship too. And there's a lot more going into their relationship and how she feels about Arya and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, so then she's walking and she comes upon, what do you call it? The great pumpkin. <laughs> Cause that's all I can see now in in my mind's eye how is this... big is this thing man okay so before we start going in because i know we go on tangents sansa starts walking and she sees that there's a large crowd and they are all surrounded or surrounding the queen's wheelhouse this big thing that she travels in how big is this thing i mean it's at least a story it might be two. So it's an actual house on wheels. It's not like a carriage. It's yeah, an no. actual house on wheels. I, I think that's why they have to call it a wheelhouse. And then there's stairs. Yeah. It's it's just this grand big scene. And it's there's just so much going on. There's just this huge cacophony as she's she's coming back towards the end. She's like, I need to check it out. And she's like, what is going on? I can't, I can't, I need to get past these people. Yeah, she's pushing the people. She's using the wolf as kind of like her 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 spirit guide and her her bouncer that's her pushing, bouncer the, the bouncer's like pushing people all the way she's like yo move out i got like a wolf y'all like i need the best seats move i need to know what's going on excuse me excuse me 
can, can we talk about just who she sees there? Because there's a big commotion. And I'm just like, is it really this deep? Is it really this important for people to be this gathered? So she gets there. She sees, first of all, she probably didn't even have to come all the way to the front to see the fact that Cersei, the queen of Westeros, is standing at the top of the stairs of this giant wheelhouse. A house on wheels, y'all. A house on wheels. She's standing at the top and she's just like giving a speech to people for some reason. And she's just like going in. Dramatic. She's so extra. Dramatic. She's so extra. I'm not mad at it. She's just mad extra. That's all I'm saying. Or maybe, maybe here's my thing. Let me stop calling her extra because here's my thing. Isn't it a thing that she has to address her people? And she has to put on like a performance for this. Like it people, is. people expect that of her, right? That's also an expectation. Maybe that's her ex- maybe Cersei's expectation is for her to have to like put on for people. I think I just wish the wheelhouse wasn't so ridiculous. I just think it's crazy. I, I just think the scene that it sets. Also, do you really think that there are no windows? There can't not be windows in that thing. I don't man. understand the logistics behind it, but I kind of want to draw it just because I I want to see what they saw. It may be like, because, you know, kids, they they have a tendency to embellish. Of course the, they do. The, the, the grandiose nature of, of these things. But How do you not have a window? In, it got to be no hot windows. in there. It has to be just the most humid. And, you know, like, OK, so they're 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 renting out ends or whatever spaces she's sleeping in that thing. Like she probably getting the most utility because I wouldn't imagine Cersei does not seem the type, like if it's not five stars, she's not sitting in there. So she built her own five-star hotel to go on the road. Yeah. She said, I'll go, but I need a rolling Hilton. And <laughs> this is where I will stay. And sometimes I'll come outside and I'll talk to you people. But she has a reason to, to be out here. She does. Now. She does. This isn't just like, you know, social posturing. <laughs> so how would you think that like, at this point, Santa sees her. I mean, she's she's larger than life. Yeah. She is one. She's she's the queen. She's ostensibly a boss of her father's in 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 this way. At I least guess, yeah. Entitled, yeah. She, she should be. So it's just like she outranks hey, him. I, you outrank I my father. Also, on top of that, it's you have this thing where she sees and has been privy to being around the princess Marcella, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and there's kind of a expectation that's provided to them and i imagine you know the septa in in imparted onto her yeah. these level of details and 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 how important it is when you're around royalty yeah how to be and how to act yeah. and there's probably a level of all oh, you're an 11 year old girl man i got to see the queen yeah just on the regular yeah. like not because oh well hey guess what there's this grand event mm-hmm. and the queen showed up Every day she is in very close, you know, close. Yeah, because I mean, she's she's had to the. I mean, queen. I don't think that they've had like close quarters no, conversations, but, but she's she's been around her. She's talked to her. She's seen her. Normal person, yeah, probably would. So yeah. at this point, it's she has this vision of of like you said, she thinks about the songs and she yeah. thinks to the way that things could be in a perfect world. Yes. And a part of that is is seeing, you know, the queen. Yeah, and like in, the court, in like life. in life. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think it's so much bigger than life yeah. right now. And it's, it's why she probably doesn't think anything of it at this point to be using Lady to get through the crowd to oh, go yeah. see because it's important for her to, to see course. something as, also, as, yeah. as big as that. If I have a tool, I'm going to use it. Oh, definitely. But Move on my way. I, I mean, more so not <laughs> thinking about how others around her oh, no. would think about that. No. More so like, once again, her pride and her her courage, yeah, coming from the wolf and yeah. and and being able to push her forward, yeah. to this, yeah. to be you know center stage to see what's going to see on what's next. going on, yeah, I love it, love it. Um, 
yeah, so like you said, they are definitely here for a reason. Cersei's out and she is basically announcing the arrival of an honor guard that has come from the, the city of King's Landing mm-hmm. yeah. to just basically escort them safely the rest of the way. And Sansa notices two, really three, but she first sees two guys in particular. And one she describes as an older knight, which we come to later find out is Barrison Selmy. Yep. So would you like to talk about Barrison Selmy? Yeah. A little. In the older knight, as you said. Yep. And he Of the Kingsguard. Of the Kingsguard. You want to, he, he has lots of job protection. Oh yeah. I mean, well. job security. Well, yeah, it's for life. It is for life. Allegedly. 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 Um. And he gets to just be in in a a position of privilege and power to be here as as a, as a also part of the ooh, guard, you didn't but you know what well again yes power yes because I forgot too he's Lord Commander so yeah. background on that Barristan Selmy is a celebrated legendary knight of the Seven Kingdoms by this point in the story he is the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard which are only there are only seven slots available at any time and those there are only ever vacancies when somebody dies and that's it and you serve for life and you're appointed and he is the lord commander i was gonna yeah, say captain of the guard he's a, captain, he's, he's a lord he's a he's a lord commander of yeah. that order and they are sworn to protect the life of the king to a lesser extent their family but yes. they are there to protect the life of the king and yeah he comes through because he's gonna lead the honor guard which i i would have thought that there would be more Kingsguard they're coming yeah but, but I guess just they don't they just it's just it's Barrison and then she also turns around and she sees a, a younger man she sees a very beautiful attractive the most attractive man she said he was the prettiest man she said he was the most handsome man she'd ever seen he's a he's a young strapping man I think the words she used were tall and powerfully made tall and powerfully made where'd she get that language from She's a little girl. No, I got it. But it's just wild that... I always stop saying little girl as if little boys don't also have crushes no, and just, they can't have crushes on them. You know what I mean? I like anybody can have a crush on anybody. She's a kid and a, she's a person that just like, hey, what I found, I saw was beautiful. No, I just mean so wild in the in, in the sense that like up to up to this point, it's she's so into the idea behind being oh, with the prince. With Joffrey, yeah. That at, at no other point would I even think that, oh, well, she, you know, she's even thinking about like how... Older. how you know, pretty other dudes could be. Yeah. But this other dude shows up and Renly. Yep. Renly. <laughs> Renly Baratheon. Is so pretty. I mean. he catches her on guard. Yeah, he's so pretty because he's Robert, come again. Yeah. So again, background on this. Mm-hmm. If you, do you want to do it? Do you want me to No, I, I mean, I have beef with Renly. But not because of Renly. Because well, who Renly's is Renly? Who is Renly? Let's talk about who is Renly. So Renly is the youngest youngest brother uh-huh. of Robert Baratheon, the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have another brother, Stannis Baratheon, yep. um, who, when Sansa's speaking to them, names him as the Lord of Storm's End. She names Renly. Renly. Which, which is correct. is. <laughs> but by right, it should not belong to him. And I have a little bit of beef there because there's some history with Stannis kind of getting. Is that Renly's fault though? The deal. No, you said you my had beef, beef with Renly. Okay, so let me. I, I'll backtrack that. My beef isn't with Renly. It's really all. All of my problems always stem from Robert Baratheon. Somehow Robert has ruined this entire 
storyline. <laughs> so it's his fault that this happened. But yeah, it's he, true. This is the youngest brother. Yes. Of 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 the Baratheons. Yes. And he's also here as a part of this honor, the guard, honor guard to yep. escort them back mm-hmm. down to King's Landing. Yep. And so Cersei is addressing them and she's thanking them for coming out. And she's like, hey, man, like, or guys, rather, she's like, you guys are doing us a, a good service. Mm-hmm. And we're very, we're very to honored to here. have you here. Yeah. And thank you. Um, Sansa's listening to this, but out of the corner of her eye, man, she just sees something scary. And she just like. He said, oh, my gosh, is that Viserys? <laughs> stop it. They How does to, he make his way into every they, discussion? Because they need to stop having so many gaunt, pallid. She didn't say that he was gaunt. She just said that my man's had wispy hair that he was trying to hold on to. That he refused to cut off. Yeah, she really was like his his. She hairs, said he was pockmarked. Yeah, he was pockmarked. And and the little hairs he had left were very womanly. <laughs> like he's like trying to do like the, I guess. Yeah, like the comb over. Not even a comb over. I guess it's like a weird mullet, but there's nothing in the front. Yeah, man. Either way, Ellen Payne jumps out and just. He must know when people are looking at him. And I guess it has to be a thing that he's dealt with his entire adult life ever since tragedy befell well, him. They say it was 14 years. 14 years ago, mm-hmm. he had his uh, tongue removed by. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. I just think that it's was interesting, interesting because he, he looks over. So, who is Ellen Payne? Educate I mean, us. He's the king's justice. Okay. And what does the king's justice do? He submits justice to those who do bad things to the king no he's he's basically the the court executioner mm-hmm. right yep. and it's yep. up to him to dispense literal justice yes. on behalf of the king yes. so hey guess what you're yes. out here doing wild stuff yes ellen Payne is here to do that mm-hmm. and it makes sense that you have a dude like ellen Payne do it of course because he looks like ellen Payne, and i really don't want that dude riding up on me at night so I'm going to make yeah, sure that I'm doing Sansa right. Yeah, and Sansa is like, she's tripping, man. She's tripping and she's she's going off. And the cool thing about it, again, very, very, and, and I want to talk so much. I just, I just, I, I, I'm tired of saying it and I know y'all tired of hearing it, but like she's so bonded to this animal. The direwolf, every single time she sees a person or anything like that, the direwolf knows one, how to get her to where she needs to be. Mm-hmm. The direwolf understands her moves and she knows when to protect her. When she sees Ellen Payne, Lady starts to just go off. She's like growling. She's like, I don't, I don't bang with it at all. I'm not with it. Who is this? He's a danger to you and a threat. And I will bounce on him. I'm not even playing. Yeah. Like I will bounce on him. And it's crazy because her fears and anxieties and anger kind of manifest in the wolf because she herself has been taught to kind of hide that stuff. But the wolf don't know that. No, not and the at wolf all. is like, I'm gonna be what you can't the be. It's like I have to be ready. Yeah. So, and it's just really interesting. So Sansa's feeling very anxious around all this stuff for for whatever reason. Like she really sees him and he's kind of glaring and she's just like, whatever. And she feels hands on her shoulders and she gets so excited. And it goes back to this again, and which is which is what I mean. Like, like she thinks about this a lot. She gets so excited because she feels like her dad has come to rescue her. She yeah, feels like her dad. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just like, hey man, oh, my dad's finally here. No, no, no. Uh-uh. When she turns around, none other than Salty Sandor Clegane. And he's like, hey, is you scared? Because that's what he likes to do to children and everybody, because he really is so excited by anybody who he's able to scare. Yeah, he really has to ask this little girl is like, are you afraid of me? Yes, I'm afraid of you. Have you looked at you? I'm very afraid. Of Have you. you looked at you? Have you looked at you? When's the last time? This is a weird aside. But when's the last time you think Sandor looked into a mirror? I'm willing to bet because of like 
how he feels about it, probably not as an adult. I don't okay. think he I think he avoids them. That's at cold. all costs. So that's that's why he look he looks a mess. Here's the thing, it didn't even say he looked a mess. It just said that like he clearly has a burnt face. Like and he's just like he has to bring it like to attention. It's like, my guy, we see you. Oh, you know what that is? He's getting on in front of the joke. So if he makes the joke at his own expense, you can't make fun but of him. But nobody was thinking about it. My guy, I thought you were my dad. Like, I what mean, are you doing? She did for a fleeting second. Then she realized, oh, no, you could never be my father. And it's funny because she's too scared to do anything. And she tries to kind of wrench away. And I have another direct quote. Mm-hmm. Still, Sansa wrenched away from him and the hound laughed and Lady moved between them, rumbling a warning. So it's just... He's still laughing at this kid because one, she's afraid of villain pain. And two, obviously he did his job today by frightening a child and mm-hmm. was a- able to do that. Yay. But Lady is again, she she switches gears from villain pain right to the hound. She's just like, it's not happening. Y'all she's keep like, playing. There's like it's another not threat. happening. I'm gonna stop it. And it's not happening at all. And like there's all these new people, and Sansa's scared, the dog is on high alert. Sanders literally laughing at this child. Then he starts making jokes. And this is what I meant that I wanted to come back to earlier. He starts talking about how, well, no, you guys, you know, it's cool. Because somebody's like, oh, my God, is that a wolf? Is that a whole wolf? And the boy was like, nah, man, that's a dire wolf. And he's like, a dire wolf. And Sanders like, yeah, man, like the Starks use them as wet nurses. And then cue the laugh track from every 90s sitcom. Exactly. Like, and, And it's just like, all right, man, the dogs are kind of the only ones looking out for these kids at this point. But, like, are you really going to call it out in front of the kid who had nothing wrong yeah, was, to do? Was this the and place to even do that? But once again, we're asking about a dude who doesn't have any doesn't social mores or values or scruples, doesn't understand it okay, from no. a great house. Just in general, no, don't care. Or any person. Or any person. Because he don't care. And he's getting other people. But so now, because he, who I would imagine Sandor's about seven. Everybody knows who he is. People mm-hmm. just like, yeah, if I laugh at the hell's joke, me and him are going to be cool. We're going to be friends. Yeah. The, the, Barrison and and and, yeah, and, and, and Renly aren't doing really anything. And it isn't until, direct quote, Sansa hears this. So it says, she heard the queen say, because by the way, she's in the middle. Like, it's like a circle had, go, had gone around her mm-hmm. at this point. So she's kind of locked in between this crowd of people pointing, jeering and laughing at her while her wolf is like probably snarling at people. And off in the distance, she's kind of looking for anybody to kind of come to her aid. Direct quote. She heard the queen say, Joffrey, go to her. And I'd like to talk about that. Okay. I'd like to talk about Let's that. Let's go, because that's the other major player that, that shows up during this scene. So he, he, she wished for it. And I think the only wish that came true all day for her is that she really wanted Joffrey to show up. And at his mother's insistence, Joffrey showed up. And he did. Yep. And what do you think about that? Giving everything you know about Joffrey already because you know everything about Joffrey or you know where his story plays out and how it plays out and you know how he's taken. So Yeah, I, th- I think it's great because what we get here is a really cool reflection of Joffrey mm-hmm. existing probably in that same realm that like both Sansa and, and Arya have to do, which yeah. is to be dutiful children mm-hmm. and to understand their parents and kind of like the things that they need them and want them to do. Yeah. Um, at the you know request of his mother, mm-hmm. he goes and he's like, "Hey, let me help you out." Yeah, and in doing so, kind of like starts to pull back the curtain on the the people here who were you know getting a lot of like a bit of a laugh from Sandor. Yeah, and kind of calming that down to like, no, oh, no, it's, it's cool. I'm gonna keep you calm and I'm gonna make sure that you're fine here. Take my hand. Like, yeah, are you okay? Are you safe? Yeah, and doing kind of literally everything. That she, when she says she imagines how her prince yeah, would be, her gallant knight, she imagined all of this. And I just thought it was interesting from her point of view, just because 
One, when she's looking around and she's paying attention to what different people are doing, Cersei's the person whose voice stands out. Because I would imagine it's very loud. Mm-hmm. But she she sees and hears Cersei tell her son to go and do this. Um, it's also important here that we see Cersei because this is another woman that we can kind of talk about. Yes. And there are a lot of preconceived notions about her as a parent, the same way mm-hmm. there, there are with um with Kat. But we see her here recognizing that whether it be from, like I said, like a, like a, and I said this in my notes, I mean, um, whether it be from Sansa being somewhat of a kindred spirit or from her just not wanting that embarrassment to fall onto her son, I don't know, but she found it important to make sure that her son was the one that went down there and stopped it. Yep. And, and that it was important for him to be gallant in a way that we know that she feels his father, Rob Baratheon, is not. Yeah, well, that also gives us an opportunity to set a stage yes. for Cersei to go ahead and start course correcting in a way for for her child to feel good enough course to, correcting to in do these things. Where, like you said, it's she's feeling like these are... Oh, of course, correcting things. like the mistakes of Robert? The mistakes of Robert. Yes, yes, oh, okay. that's, that's, okay. that's okay. what I meant. And it's just... Joffrey now is an opportunity to make good on 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 the promise of Robert. Yeah, yeah. So guess what? Here and now in front of all these people, mm-hmm. you're going to see my son move into action. Yes. And watch him be, you know, resplendent in 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 this in this space. And and he moves into that and does it in a very good way. He does it quickly. And quickly. I was uh, I to be fair, I I didn't remember him being this um this responsive to to any woman, really, to any person. But I didn't re- remember him being this responsive to his mother's words and to heeding her advice. And it, it was almost like she didn't have to ask him twice. Nope. She said, Joff, go. Just did it. And he's just like, okay. And I and he went, he did it. And it wasn't like he made like a big show of it. He just, he went straight to Sansa and he said, hey, are you okay? Let's go, it's cool. And then people are still going on and, 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 and jeering and saying things. And Sandor probably says something. And he's just like, man, like, this her pet. Like, just chill. Like, you don't have to be scared. Like, it's whatever. Like, also, you need to chill out because you're doing the most. And Clegane starts being like, like, feeling himself. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was really interesting because I, we know that Joffrey can be Joffrey. And I hate even saying it like that because, like, what does that mean? We will see what that means. But, like, Joffrey is a difficult character to speak about because it's almost as if if you're not speaking of him as if he's the most despicable monster of all time. They're like, there's no room to examine the human being. No, but also the, the kid, the child, too. yeah, the child. Yeah. So, um, at least here, I think that it was very interesting because we see two people who are usually taken as very like evil to their core do something that I think most people would acknowledge were good things in a way. Like Sansa was a kid being ridiculed by a bunch of adults. Cersei said, "This is stupid. Stop it." Joffrey, can you please go help yeah. her out? And it's not like this was a clout move. No, this was that's just, what I'm saying. No, hey, guess what? She got all the clout. You can you can go ahead and you can stop this now. Yeah, and cuts through. Yeah, knows her voice will be heard. Yeah, and allows you know Joffrey to move through mm-hmm. to to assist Sansa mm-hmm. um, in this time where where she's feeling very alone and yes. very vulnerable. Yes. Even with her wolf. So, but now the combination of the wolf and Joff, it just sets her on edge. And I have another yeah. direct quote where she goes. Sansa struggled to steady herself. She felt like such a fool. She was a Stark of Winterfell, a noble lady, and someday she would be queen. 
And I I thought that that was interesting because Joff comes down and she's like, okay, cool. I now have the confidence to do this. But she's she's saying this mantra, which is very, very reminiscent of what Danny was doing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting, again, that these kids, and we've seen it in all of them, mm-hmm. Arya being probably the only one that just just completely refuses to, to play by those rules. We see it in Joff now because he's being told, hey, this is what a good prince does this is what a good uh, man does this is how you're chivalrous this is how you're you're honorable you go down there you protect women that's what you do mm-hmm. for Sansa she's just like hey I'm a noble lady I'm important I should not be scared of these people who are these people I'm exactly. you know what I mean and yeah. and I'm not saying that that's her being like down on them but that is her way of making herself feel safe and and yeah, and, it's and, a and, and it's a, it is it is and I just thought that that was really interesting um yeah no I think that's real cool and and it gives us room to kind of see these other sides of of these yeah. characters even within this one moment where of course there was so much going on There's so, so quickly um that we actually get to see of them not kind of being like what we consider their like by the book version yeah just would even say like by the book but well like, that's what i mean but how people take our them perception of and, them. and and our perception and our the, the majority of of people who kind of consume this material how they feel of them because it's just funny because i'm reading it specifically looking at it through santa's eyes and people here that we would think were kind of like noble and and and, and decent humans mm-hmm. are kind of acting like like look at jerks. all these knights like, that that's what i'm saying like all these knights that are like really being really yeah man Salmi's being a, a goon, Renly. Him and Renly are playing the dozens. That's all they want to do. And then they're just like, yo, little girl, why don't we quiz you? Why don't we quiz you? You know who I am? You know who I And it's just like Sansa hasn't even had the time to kind of recover from being like down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she's just like, okay, let me, like they put her on the spot. Mm-hmm. And these are people, again, like I said, that most of the time we're made to think of as very honorable, good people. But they're basically putting this 11-year-old girl on the spot in front of a whole crowd of people after yep. she was just traumatized and, and ridiculed. And it's like, who does stuff like that? I mean, Barristan asked her and she gives him a very eloquent answer because, again, she's been trained to do that. She does it. Renly then just goes, yeah, wolf girl, what about me? And Joff is just like, yo, you're not going to talk about her like that. You're not going to disrespect her like that. That's not what you're going to do. But at this point, she kind of steals herself and, and is yeah. able to give that same eloquent response. Because once again, this is the the part of that that training that had been provided where yeah. she knows these things and she can give this information of course. in a very clear and concise manner. Okay. And then... you <laughs> <laughs> saying then... Well, no, because again, they're going around and they're doing all this and she she breaks it down for Barris and she breaks it down for, for Renly. And here's the thing. Prior to him even, and by him, Ilham Payne steps forward. Yeah. He clearly can't say anything because he has had his tongue ripped out with hot pincers by Ares the Mad. Mm-hmm. Um, Sansa goes to apologize to him and he doesn't say anything so she doesn't really understand what's going yeah, she on. She doesn't know what she's supposed to do She's here. just like, hey, like, I'm really sorry that I didn't know your story. I'm really sorry that I didn't know like what happened to you. And I apologize for looking like crazy. And she's looking at everybody. She's like, Hey, like, did I say something wrong? Did I do something? Um, then Renly makes a joke. Mm-hmm. And Renly is just like, yeah, he's a strong and silent type, basically, you know what I mean? You know, he doesn't say much. Ha 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 ha. And again, Jeff comes in and is just like, dude, that's kind of not funny either. Like Sansa, like, I'm sorry to tell you, like he had his tongue ripped out. By hot pincers and that's it like he doesn't go into yeah. like he doesn't go into like well you know he was a a jerk who said this and this about the hot mac and he doesn't go on it which is 
and I I was about to say I hate to do this, but I don't. But that is also a very big difference from the book to show because I actually watched that scene the other day. And Joffrey was very different in this yeah, scene. In the, it it in the frames show. all of this um, around their interactions yeah, throughout the rest of this yeah. day in a very different light. Yeah. Like I'm feeling, oh, cool. Thanks, Joff, for coming down. Yeah, and he just left it at that. He was just like, that's all it is. And and they all kind of felt like, oh, well, who are you to tell me this? And Cersei's like, yeah, okay, he's the royal executioner. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I got to actually go and tend to this business. I'm sorry, Sansa. Can you like, Tell your sister that I'm really sorry. We're not going to be able to have lunch today. I got to go handle some stuff. Marcella and you can play another day. Yeah. Joff, would you mind spending some time with Sansa today? Because I cancel our plans. Would you mind yep. doing that? Joff was like, yeah, that's cool. all good. I'll do that. We'll do that. What do you want to do today? And he asked her that. And I thought that was kind of crazy because it was just like, oh, he really asked her what she wanted to do with her day. Mm-hmm. Without just saying, this is what we're going to do. Which is to me, because I would attribute when I think of Joffrey... It's it's a I want to do this and this is what we're going to do. But no, he was just like, OK, cool. What do you like to do for fun? And I don't think anybody had asked her that all day. Yeah, she wasn't prepared um, for that. And so she didn't really have the answer. She didn't have an answer. She's just like, I don't know. Well, what do you like to do? And he's like, mm, we can go riding, which is so funny because, of course, she says, yes, I would love to go riding. So but sad. earlier, so sad earlier in the day, and we could talk a little bit about because I would love to get like your your opinions on on why she does this. But early in the day, she had told Arya that she hates riding. She mm-hmm. cannot stand to ride. It's not fun for her. But she says with glee to Joffrey when he suggested they go riding that it's, it's she loves riding. It's wonderful. It's her favorite. Yeah, thing. let's go riding. Let's go on an adventure. It's great. So like yeah. So um. Let's talk about what they do when they go on an adventure. Because it's been established. Joffa says, okay, cool. We're going to go riding. Great. Because this is what I like to do. Because, again, he's a 12-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. He's an actual 12-year-old boy. And he likes to do what 12-year-old boys do. Which is pretty much everything Arya likes to do. And it's it's just very interesting that they decide that they're going to go do this yeah. now. Yeah. And, you know, Joff's like, hey, we're going to go do all kinds of cool stuff. And I hope you're really excited about this because we're going to go have a grand adventure today. Yeah. Right. So this is going to be the greatest adventure of your time or your life. The best, best adventure. It's me and you. Also, do you mind? Like, I know that, like, I just protected your wolf, but like the wolf might scare the horses. So are you cool with like leaving your horse back? And I'm going to leave my dog back, too. To which she's just like, what? And he's just like, ha ha jokes. I hate Sandor. And yeah. Like the real tea there is he probably doesn't really at this point doesn't really like Sandor at all. And because he's a just, kid and he just wants to be left alone. Yeah. And just like all the rest of the kids that for some reason are just allowed to go off on their own. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go off on my own and we're going to come. Just Why does Sandor not go after him? Because when Joffrey makes the request, I imagine he has to listen. He don't listen to nothing else. So why does he listen to the shot? Like, and, and Joffrey even said, because, again, he's a lot more perceptive than I rem- remember him being. Mm hmm. He goes, to be honest, like, he don't even work for me. He works for my mom. Like, he's my mom's dog. Like, he's just my mom. She's like, she made sure that he watches me for whatever reason. Like, she's always trying to get me to be protected. And, like, she don't understand. I'm a man grown almost, you know. And I'm just like, little boy, please stop. Chill out. Like, please stop. go away. And Sasha's just like, yeah, you are. You're are. You like, are. you look, are. Look at you. You're a man. You are. Let's do it. He's just like, all right, so I got, I got that thing on me. Because he had his his sword, <sighs> which, right. by the way, this boy calls it. And we will, again, talk about this in a minute, but <laughs> he has a sword called Lion's Tooth. I don't understand why it's called Lion's Tooth, but <laughs> be that as it may. Be that as it may. Um, so 
what I want to talk about, again, I want to talk about what they do. And I want to talk about what Joffrey looks like through Sansa's eyes during that time. Yeah. So I, I kind of think that you might have something that you want to discuss there. Is there anything in well, particular? Well, no, I just want to talk about like Could just how they do it. And just like, all right, so, I mean, you know, they start growing the day. I, just, I know that you were really excited about these shadow cats. That's why I want to Yeah, no, I, I just think it's real cool that they so basically they, went on like a little RPG adventure. They did. And they chased shadow cats, which, you know, once again, I, I, I wish I knew more about the ecology of the Riverlands? Around, yeah. around the Riverlands, uh-huh. but that's cool that they found some shadow cats and, you know, he was perceptive enough and, and they tracked it back to its lair yep. and they chilled and they left it alone. And then they, you know, they go to an inn. It wasn't an inn. They found oh, somebody's right. they found house. fast. Yeah, snap. So they just found somebody's house and it's like, yo, we gotta eat. And, you know, she, she, she sees him doing all this. She's like, oh, he's brave. He's chasing all these mm-hmm. animals. He's right. He writes. She said he's a he was he wrote he wrote very fast. Yeah. And it was hard for her to keep up. up. Yeah. Um, that he was just like, you know, he, he was eloquent and he came upon some people and was just like, hey, I'm your prince. Come up off that food. We hungry. And like that to me was wild because it's just like even at 12 those people were at the whim of this child because yeah. he's the prince of their lair. Which kind of understand I don't understand how they would know that there. was the truth even, but like, yeah. Cause it's not like he has an ID. It's not like there's Westeros. I mean, he does where have, have a picture. He does have an ID. What? Lion's tooth? Lion's Paul. No, it's Lion's tooth. Oh, it's Lion's tooth. It's Lion's tooth. It's not Lion's Paul. No, she, uh, she will call Lion's Paul eventually and <laughs> get in trouble for that, but it's Lion's tooth. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so he has ID. He has real ID and he goes, yeah, he's like, yeah, what okay, y'all what y'all got? They sit, they they start to then drink. Yeah. And it's just, it's irritating to me because, <laughs> again, nobody's watching these kids and they're 11 and 12 years old and they're drinking as much wine as they can because the people in this house cannot say no to these children and there's nobody around that can say no to these children. Yep. And Sansa's not really, you know, she's not really used to it. She doesn't. I don't even know if she likes the taste of wine, but she's just like, hey, I'm not really allowed to do this. My dad says we're not really allowed to do this. And Joffrey's just like, it doesn't matter. It's cool. So for her, she's also seeing this very like assertive, like commanding side Mm -hmm. of him where it's just like, I take what I want and I'm strong and I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to do these things and I'm going to give these things to you. And that is still like, because it's still like, for us, we're looking at it like this little bread ass like kid. What the hell is he doing? Why is he going to people's houses and mm. telling them to come up with their food? Like that's whack. But like for her, it's just like, no, he got me lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it in a very cool Once way. Again, look at look at this gallant knight. He is he is so he's great. Reminiscent of of these these great tales, these great songs. These and- great songs, which by the way, brings me to a thing. Mm-hmm. Cause she brings up um different songs and she she lists off a couple of um examples of songs yeah. that he reminds her of the heroes in. And one she brought up was uh, that of Aemon the Dragon Knight and Queen Aerys. And if people don't know, if you don't know, um, Aemon the Dragon Knight. Okay. So Aemon the Dragon Knight, and I believe her, oh gosh, I'm about to show myself. I think Viserys IV was their father, or not their father, their brother. So there were three children, and I know it was a king called Viserys, okay? So Mm -hmm. it was Viserys. I'm pretty sure it was Viserys IV. It could have been three. I don't think it was three i think it was four but either way there were three children um that uh after Baylor the blessed died of a hunger strike (laughs) their cousin his cousin viserys became the king viserys was married to his sister nares they had a brother called aemon but the story and legend goes that aemon was so in love with nares and could not bear to not be away from her 
when their brother married her forcefully because he was the oldest, he got to marry her because mm-hmm. Targaryens like to marry brother to sister. If y'all don't know that, that's just what it is at this point um, for them. Um, he became a Kingsguard to stay close to her always and to protect her. Yeah. Um, and there are songs written about them because it's supposed to be a great love. Um, but Sansa then talks about the evil slander surrounding them because a lot of people, there were rumors at the time, and I would imagine that they've continued into modern day Westeros, mm-hmm. that the son of Nerys and Viserys, Prince Daron, was not the son of them. Oh, but actually... He was the son of Aemon. Oh, scandalous. Um, which then led Viserys to then um, name his bastard son Damon Blackfire. Oh, okay. Like, he gave him Blackfire the sword, mm-hmm. and that's what started the whole Blackfire rebellions. But anyway... She's saying that this is evil slander because it's very, it's looked down upon in Westeros to say that, oh, you know, like the queen had not only an extramarital affair, but she had an extramarital affair with her brother that wasn't her husband, which is crazy to me because like, they were were all related, but, but like, but that, that the queen would have a child with her brother Mm -hmm. and pretend that he was the heir. And I found it very funny because we all know that Joffrey is not the son of Rob Baratheon, but he is, in fact, the product of a relationship between Queen Cersei and her twin brother, Jamie, who is also a Kingsguard. Oh, so yeah, that, that parallels. Exactly. It's like, it's like all the way there. So it's just funny that, yeah, exactly. She so sees that and, and there's this glowing. But no, it's just the fact that she never knew. She doesn't know because there's the thing. Mm-hmm. She knows, she knows a little bit about the story, but she, she has no idea that, that specific story describes Joffrey yeah. is literally the evil slander. Yeah, <laughs> he's the slander. That, that fits there. So it's okay. just it's 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 and and it'll all come to light. But it's, I just thought that was kind of crazy, and I wonder if at that point Martin had already started to write the like Targaryen histories and had like yeah. I wonder who came first, Aemon or uh, yeah, Aemon and Nerys or. Jamie and Cersei. I just okay. wonder yeah. how that came. But it's very interesting. Yeah, no, that's that's real cool. Um, um, but speaking of evil slander, Joffrey, um, I just thought it was crazy because like watching him through Sansa's eyes, we see him as very gallant. And I'm not to say that I don't want to take away from the fact that that's how he is, because mm-hmm. I think that that is probably a part of how he is. Um, but I also wonder how much of that performance is something that, again, like we talked about it earlier, when his mother tells him to go do this thing and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. How important has it been for his rearing for him to be taught that, hey, I have to be this, you know, gallant, like, like perfect, like picturesque knight. And I have to do all these things and I have to show this girl that I'm betrothed to. Cause he says betrothed, like how many times this whole chapter, like he's so oh, proud of himself he's very and proud of her. Proud of and like, yeah. he's just like, oh yeah, we are going to be, the thing and I have to like you are my responsibility to show you how cool I am and to take care of you and that's what we're doing and I just wonder like how much of like everything about him like I have already in this chapter I know that he has a great admiration for his father Mm -hmm. and my father I do mean Robert yes um the way that he kind of and we you wanted to kind of talk about this I know the fact that like I didn't even bring I didn't even put this in my mind until you said it. But like, I'm just like, yo, why would he go in these people's houses and just expect them to give them stuff for free? And I'm just like, because he can, because he sees his dad do it. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I mean. Yeah. So like you were you made the point that because I was just like, well, how are they paying for it? Also, how many people they said that only about 400 people could stay in You're saying only about. But no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they they only could put up a certain amount of people in the inns that they mm-hmm. were staying at. 
but there were other tents and stuff like that outside. And when Sansa's walking around, she's seen them break it down because they're supposed to be moving on. But who paid for it? And I, I think you came to the conclusion that nobody paid for it. The king yeah. probably was just like, it is your duty to house your king and his people as we're going past. I'm the king and like, I let you live in my land. So this is yeah. what you're supposed to do. Hey, so um, on commission. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. So it it's it's very interesting because he's probably, he's mimicking yeah. Robert he, in the sense he, that like, my dad people. can do it. I can do it too. Like he Why says, not? this is ours. It's literally like, bad example, but it's like when Mufasa tells Simba because oh, he's a little lion yeah. to get it. Look, but anyway, at, look at all this in front of you. Yeah, he's just like, everything the light touches is yours. Like you own it and this will all be yours. And I think that that's basically how he has been yeah, brought up. He set a standard for him at this point where yeah. he knows kind of where his privilege lies uh-huh. and, and what he's allowed to do with that privilege. Yeah. And a lot of that privilege, um, you know, being a young man who believes himself to be man grown. Yeah. Yep. Um, they give him every indication and, and indicator right now yep. that he is. Mm-hmm. So here's how you should act when you do that. When you and do it, these things. It's funny because we always see and and say to ourselves, like, look how much children get out of these things. Yep. And how much they actually know based on the things that they see and we don't know that they see. Yep. But he mirrors his father, Robert, mm-hmm. so much to a T that he just exudes all that energy. He does. Um, that comes from mm-hmm. him. But like unbeknownst to him, he also by proxy is absolutely the the spitting image of his father, his biological father, yeah, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And it's just so wild to me that he can be both of those men at the same mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. without knowing that he's doing that. Yep. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing I wanted to get to. So he's very clearly like mimicking Robert down to the I'm going to drink as much as I want. Yep. And I'm going to do what I want because he sees his father overindulge all the exactly it's nothing but excess that's all he sees all the time and drinking is like that's all he sees every day all the time every Mm -hmm. minute yeah you know what I mean and he's just like well wine is just what what big boys do that's what you know grown kings do that that's what they do and like at this point I don't want to say because I know that I don't know if Cersei has begun to fall into her alcoholism yet I'm not sure because I know that there was a time in which she kind of was disgusted by Robert for doing it. And then she in turn starts to become an alcoholic herself. I don't know. Yeah, but, but I would imagine that nobody's like, watching these kids. Yeah. So. But no, no, no. What I mean is like, I can't say that, oh, well, he sees both his mother and father partake. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. very likely that he also sees his mother partake in drinking as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yet. But um, when you said that he also accused Jamie and she, I, that's why I start laughing about Lion's Tooth. Because I'm just like, one, who gave him the sword? And it's funny because under any other circumstance, Joffrey claims himself as a Baratheon. He's proud of it. He, he wears both his mother's father and father's colors proudly, but his sword is named for a lion, has a lion's head pommel. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm thinking like how much influence does not just Jamie, because Jamie, I wouldn't imagine because Jamie actively tries not to. And Cersei actively is just like, hey, I don't want you to have too much. But Jamie, him, Jamie specifically actively tries to not have any interaction with mm-hmm. this kid. But how much influence does his grandfather have on him yet? Like how much, like does, 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 J- does Jamie, does Joffrey hold his grandfather also in high esteem? Because you got to think about it. He hears these tales of his dad, which we'll yeah. get to later, but he's never seen his father as this fearsome warrior. Mm-hmm. But he, he knows his grandfather. Like people still talk about Tywin to this day is, oh, he 50, but he looked 20. He's, yeah. You know so I, mean? I think that there's probably and, a lot there where they know how he is. Yeah. And they can then impart that on on onto Joffrey, and and like you said, where the sword come from? For for it probably came from Tywin. From Tywin, that's what I was thinking. Because like, I'm just that's like, the, that's the or do you think Cersei got him? 
it, it was either Cersei or 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 Tywin. I don't. I mean, it was another way to show their prowess. Yeah, because I don't think that Robert would ever give his son a sword with a no. Lion there was probably no. It. Knowing Robert, he probably would have only ever had wanted to give him a real warhammer, and Joffrey oh. couldn't have dealt with that. But they they fashioned because they say yeah. that the sword is fashioned in a way to fit his body. Yeah, like a little kid. So would, it's, yeah. it's 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 a real sword, mm-hmm. but made for for the the body of a child. Yeah. So yeah, that seems like the kind of extravagance that that a loving grandfather goes out of his way to do. Yeah. And the the lion's head pommel. <laughs> Is kind of the the cap on on the top of that yeah. cake yeah. to let me know and just remind me just how much influence the the Lannister side of his family uh-huh. still has on his upbringing mm-hmm. and kind of his his heritage mm-hmm. because like in a lot of cases like you see the Star children most of them don't talk about their Tully heritage like yeah. other than yeah. like in passing like yeah. hey we kind of look like Tullys. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. But there's no, hey, we need to have an understanding yeah. of both of our houses. That's Where here, there is a very real duality that exists within and, Joffrey. Yeah, and they have, he has contact with both both sides of his family, like, almost daily, I would say. Yep. Like, he, because he interacts with Renly. Him and Renly have a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, the best. But, like, here's the thing. So, I don't want to say, like, and I, I've read people saying, like, well, you know, like, well, either it's either Joffrey's a brat and haha, good on Renly for getting him, or Renly's a bully. And it's just, like, Renly is all of 19 or 20 himself. Yeah. So, so he's, he's, acting he's like just a, like, he's an older brother. He's just like, you're annoying. Go yep. away, you little fly. You just, uh, you're whack. Yep. And Joffrey's just like, oh, I'm not taking that from you. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, it's just, it was interesting because I saw that. And then just seeing how Sansa sees him because Sansa, I would imagine, is seeing a lot of the Lannister um, like characteristics only because, and I say this because like, you talked earlier about her seeing Renly. Yes. And and if Sansa's gauging what knighthood is on the pretty, like, able-bodied knights of the time, mm-hmm. she's not looking at Robert. And she don't, when she sees Joffrey, she doesn't see Robert. She sees Jamie, probably. Yeah, probably. And it's just, it's, again, it's, I wonder how, because it, this is how she sees him, and this is that's the part that we're really exploring. But I also am just really interested in, I wonder how he sees himself. Yeah. So, yeah. Still interesting, very interesting food for thought. Yeah. And, and- one not to spend too much time on Joffrey, but no. like so much of the back half of this chapter yeah. ends up having Joffrey as a focal point, yeah, because of the way that Sansa feels, yeah, and kind of the way that Sansa ends up molding a lot of her expectations around mm-hmm. Joffrey up to this point, yeah. Now, finally, being in a position where she can be around Joffrey, yeah. she kind of falls into the trap that I, I feel like maybe a lot of young ladies are taught to at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. where it's hey this guy wants to go do this thing. He may have asked you what you wanted to do, but really you should just agree and do what he mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a little disheartened and, and sad. Of course. By the fact that even at 11, she already has it pre-baked to just say, Hey, the thing that you want to do is the right thing. And I'm excited to do. And that. I want to do this, even though, and then she has thoughts because she is uncomfortable. She doesn't like riding the horse makes her uncomfortable. She doesn't really want to do it. Be dirty. She don't want to be dirty. Nope. But she's doing all this because, again, it is expected of her to make sure that her future husband is happy. Mm-hmm. It is expected of her to be appeasing to men in all manner of, of ways. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean like, obviously, it's not like that. But, specifically but here, I mean, specifically here, yeah. she's already being taught and he's already being taught. Because here's the thing. He doesn't ask her twice. <laughs> he does not ask her twice. Like, OK, cool, whatever. He's just like, cool. So he already, again, it's 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 everybody 
in his entire life has been made to kind of acquiesce to what it is that he wants. Mm -hmm. And he's been putting up, except for his father, which we'll get into (laughs) that. Uh, Boy, howdy. um, But everybody has kind of bent their will to him. Yes. And Sansa is just another person in that line that is expected to kind of do that. Now, I don't know what it would have been like had she said no. We don't know, but she Mm -hmm. didn't. So, yeah, like you said, it's very sad that she's already starting to kind of lose bits and pieces of her personality, which I think, again, is reflected in the fact that she will lose her wolf very soon Mm -hmm. and she will not have that bond and that, again, outward sense of of bravery and assertiveness that comes along with having a dire wolf at your side. Um, and it, 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 it really forms the way that her story goes from, from here yeah. on out. So, um, yeah, um, moving on. So yeah. they're, they're still riding and, and it, <laughs> I know you wanted to bring this up cause they're, they're riding, they leave. And at this point, these are two drunk children. I need to say that they're two tiny drunk people and they're riding horses still. One of which has a sword on his hip. Yep. And Sansa's still not feeling it, but Joffrey's like telling her stories. He's talking to her and he's singing. He's singing his little heart out. He's just going in. He's just singing. And Sansa says his voice was so sweet. And he's such a such a pretty singer. And I just think that that's also funny because it's just like also opposite of everything you think about Joffrey. Because it's just like we think of Joffrey, you think of somebody who is just so just unnecessarily cruel mm-hmm. at times. Um, and and just just like takes nothing but delight in any anything that yeah. everybody else you would get find that horror side, you in. Get the harshness like yeah. almost the like insanely super adult mm-hmm. uh reflections but here it's he I'm, I'm and, and gonna, here's the thing i don't know here, and, and, and i will preface this with i know that it is not as harsh as it is in the show i've more recently seen show joffrey than i have seen book joffrey so it could very well be i know he does horrible things but I don't think that they're to the they're actually I know for a fact that they're not to an extent. Yeah, the, but we're also just show. discussing like right now in in the present moment, and it's not like he's doing something other than like no, being I'm just drunk I just no, I just riding this horse. I know. He's not really trying to endanger Sansa. No, but what I'm saying is it was just it was funny to see somebody who usually you have this oh, image yeah, of yeah, them yeah. be just so content and happy and singing, which by the way is usually attributed to a very feminine fate, like yeah, the feminine trait. That's real cool that he does it, and that's what I'm. Not even her. I'm saying like, it's just like when you think about princes and knights and things like that, Mm -hmm. they talk about their sword power. So Joffrey kind of, what I'm saying is he embodies like the best of both femininity and masculinity in in a way. Like, it's just like he, he's, he's the son that fathers will want because he's, he's brave. He fights with a sword. He goes out and does his thing, but he also is just like, you know, sometimes I like to be soft. Yeah, and I like cakes. He's the son that moms I, can be proud of as well. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, but once and I wonder what that's like. But anyway, we yeah. have these drunk kids, these drunk tr- kids, and he's just like, "Yo, you know what? I hear some water. You know what I think? I think the trident's close. I think we need to check it out." And she's like, "Again, yeah." She's like, with "Again this with this trident. trident? Why does anyone care about this? Why? Seriously, Arya was going on about the 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 trident too." But why do you care about it? And he tells her. Yeah. He tells her. He's just like, hey, like my dad won a battle over there. He murk, murk, murk Rhaegar. He killed him. He smashed his chest in all his rubies. He did everything. My dad was the winner. He came back. And then you know what else? My uncle killed the Mad King so that my dad could be king. Yeah. Just had to put that in there. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, he did. Just, and it's just no, like because he has such pride like- in like. 
his version of that history yeah and kind of the stories that they tell him but like think about how much of that he's internalized at this point now oh yeah the same as somebody else yes you got it you got it fam It's very reminiscent of Viserys and, mm-hmm. and how Viserys, but the, the, the difference being Joffrey can pride himself on the victory of his ancestors. Yeah, whereas, whereas Viserys is, is caught up he's in so in big the, mad the, the about the loss. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it's very important for Joffrey because he probably, again, the same as Arya, has probably heard his entire life that a very cool event happened here and something went down. And, and not only did a cool event happen here, your dad was the victor here. So he's just like, I have to see. I have to see. I I actually would be wondering, like, do you think this is the first time he's went to to visit it? Or has he been here before? Like, since they've been at the yeah, inn and maybe at the not, Maybe not that he remembers. No, no, I mean, like... Are you just saying, like... like in from, the days that they've today? been there. Yeah. Yeah, like, probably. I bet, like, that's a landmark and someone pointed it out or he knew. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's where we are. It's like, yo, I want to see where my dad won his battle. Yeah. Because that's a that's a very important touchstone for him. Of course. And him being able to be here and, and kind of see that and, and relive that moment. Yep. For him is, 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 is yeah. very important. And I think, once again, another thing that bleeds into this entire scene mm-hmm. with him being like, yo... I think that, you know, like we're real close to the trident. He hears noise and, and that noise being a thing where normally you're you're ready for noise to be a, a symbol of un- the unknown or danger. And he doesn't shy away from that. No. He goes, that might be something. Again, let's he's... go towards adventure. So once again, he is he is so sickeningly. I'm not going to say sickeningly, but he is really just the two of them. Yep. And yep. he he races mm-hmm. to the noise. Yep. And what does he find? He finds a little girl, a mm-hmm. little boy, fighting with sticks. Yep. Little boy smacks the little girl in the knuckles. She's hurt. Sansa, who said she she wanted to turn around, but she had no choice but to go. Yes. Continued to follow. She continued to follow. And she's just like, oh, my gosh. She's like, Arya, what are you doing? Joffa's just like, wait, Arya, like, is this your sister? So his instinct, his drunk little 12-year-old self, is to be like, all right, I got to do something about this because this is not correct. This is not how we do things. So before we get into the incident itself, mm-hmm. Arya is there with Micah. Yes. Micah is the son of a butcher, local butcher, I would guess. I, I think, I'm pretty sure he's local. Um, and she's met him while she's been there. They're traveling. Um, he is small folk. He is not titled. His mm-hmm. father does not have a name. He probably nope. doesn't have a last name, but he is someone that just because they are children of like minds, Arya befriended. Yeah, they're hanging out. They're chilling. And he's she's 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 asked him to kind of, you know, play with him because she never gets to play sticks with anybody. Nobody wants to play nights with her. She asked Sansa. Sansa was not interested. Mm-hmm. The same way though that Arya was not interested in doing what Sansa wanted exactly. to do. I have to be fair. No, she definitely said um, no, I'm not doing that. And as they come up, Arya is just like, hey, you have to not be here right now why are you here you didn't want to come when i yeah. asked you to come why did you come and sansa's just like before she can even answer joffrey swings off his horse with his sword already drawn his he draws his sword. i'm like he could have sliced that horse but he didn't care he got his little butt down off of this horse and he comes up and he's just like hey are you hitting girls like are you hitting my lady sister like what are you doing bro like is that your sword poor dude poor 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 and Mike is just like, dog. I want whoa. No smoke. Like I want nope. no smoke. And like, Sansa's terrified because she like. First of all, she doesn't. 
She's a lot like her dad. She does not like conflict. She mm-hmm. does not like danger. She does not like to be in the middle of anything that is uncertain. She likes her certainty and her safety. She just wanted her day to be yeah, nice. This goes against her plan. It really, really does. And he, he in this moment, Joffrey, feels as though it's his responsibility to protect the honor of this little girl that is related to his betrothed. Mm-hmm. Once he found out what the, what the real what was. The, yeah. Now, here's the thing. We could argue for days about whether or not he was going to accost this boy in the first place. Mm-hmm. He probably would. I don't want to say probably. See, we don't know. I can't say. Because it's not like he accosts him yeah, no. until we get the information. We get the information that he knows that. that it's Arya. So I don't know. I would like to think that he wouldn't. We don't get that version. We don't know. We don't have a Joffrey POV, so I have no clue. Yeah. Um. And I'm again, people have been like, you're defending Joffrey. It's yeah. not about defending Joffrey. I mean, I mean, in a way, it in is about. Moment, yes, it, it makes sense to do so because what he's doing and what George has done to, to kind of set the stage right here is you've given me every clear indicator mm-hmm. that he is understanding and he is respectful. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just making sure that he does things by the book mm-hmm. the way that he has been told to. Yeah. He follows these to a T and probably a part of that code Mm -hmm. is also making sure that he protects his. And And that's another thing. So we're talking about like what is. No, it does make sense. And I agree with you. I'm saying no, you're absolutely correct. One, it sucks, though, that he would even think because he's already being taught again, the way she's being taught to be obedient and subservient. He's being taught that she's his property. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. That's not good at all. Like Arya didn't ask for your help. Sansa does not belong to you, but he he thinks, first of all, he's been taught that everyone belongs to yeah, him. Yeah, so he's taking it. And that's from that. Robert and his mother. They, they've yeah. taught him these things. Um, and he just feels as though, again, he is not even just the highborn, but the highest born. He is the crown prince of this. He is going to be king, period. Yeah, so what do you do now? He sees this little poor boy, this small folk child, who, by the way, is older than Arya and older than Joff and bigger than Joff. Mm-hmm. But because he is, he has no name, he has no, no, no ranking in this world. He has to basically beg this boy that has a knife dra- or a, a sword drawn on him. And that's what I mean. Like Micah, I don't want to, just because I understand why Joffrey's, this is what I meant by that. Oh, just yeah. because I understand why Joffrey's doing it, it doesn't mean that Micah's life is expendable. Oh, it doesn't not mean at all. That Micah, I don't believe Oh, no, no, I know you don't. Yeah, I know you like, don't. I know you, That's what I was trying to say without, Joffrey yeah. in this instance has agency. Yes. So he can move forward through this. Yes. While being able to do the things that. Yes. He's, he's kind of been preconditioned. Yes. To understand that yes. he's allowed to that do. That he's allowed and to in do. this situation, it's like, I got to do right. Yeah. By, she's standing, she's right there on that horse. Yes. You're not just oh no, she to, done got off and screaming now. You're you're really not going to disrespect her sister here, no. and he is day drunk. No, he's so drunk. He's day drunk, and he is just livid about what is happening now. And Arya steps in and is just like, "Hey, like you don't? Who are you? You go away. Like you, you're you're go away. You can't talk to him like that." And he he's like, "Chill out, chill out." And Joffrey is just like, "I don't give. I don't care what you say." Because you're a girl. And this is another thing. He's not really listening yeah, to what Or he's trying to. to explain it to mm-hmm. him. And he's just like, I'm drunk and I'm crazy. I'm wild. And I have a direct quote because mm-hmm. he because he asked Micah why he would do that. Why would you hit her? Why are you doing this? Who yeah. told who gave you the okay. right to do that? And and Micah goes and I'll tell you what he says. He says, she asked me to, my lord. Micah said she asked me to. Sansa had only to glance at Arya and see the flush on her sister's face to know the boy was telling the truth. But Joffrey was in no mood to listen. 
the wine had made him wild. Yeah. So I would like to talk about that because before we even get into them fighting, as we know that they mm-hmm. do, again, like I said, there are there are a lot of like social po- social positions at play here that the children already understand. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, again, Micah's a pawn in all this. Mm-hmm. Micah probably did. He probably and this, this one just 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 from how parents in I, don't, I was going to say underprivileged, but that's not it. No, but no, like no. like parents that don't have like autonomy and power and things like mm-hmm. that are with like, think about how, like, even like if you were to go like, you know, being little and you, you had parents that were like either working for someone and you went to their nicer houses, always just like, Hey, don't mess with their things. Don't break their kids. So just mm-hmm. be on your best there behavior. Very particular rules yes. in place that you cannot break. You can't. And I would imagine that Micah's father probably was like, if you're going to pay with play with this girl, you have to be careful. Do not hurt her. Do not do anything like this. And Micah probably, denied Arya at first. Arya was just like, nah, man, we're going to play. Get that stick. We playing. But and he's just like, no. But the thing is, agency. because she has a level of privilege and agency, she's allowed to basically, and I'm not saying that she like force him, but she doesn't realize it's forcing because mm-hmm. she, he cannot say no to her. Exactly. He cannot say no to her. So it's just like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to play this. And then they forget that they're high lady and, 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 and peasant because they're kids, they're just kids and, and they're playing fun. and he forgets himself. And he probably is like so mad at himself that he hit her. But Joffrey comes and it's just like going off. And it's just like, this kid had no choice. This kid had no choice at all. On the flip side of that, we have Arya and Sansa who are standing off to the side. Arya is clearly, she's, she's again, cause I asked this question in Arya's mm-hmm. chapter, yeah. has she yet been conditioned to understand her place as a woman? Or her place as a future woman, her place as a girl. And I don't think at nine, she 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 knows a little bit about it because she knows that things aren't fair, but she doesn't quite know the extent of it. But at 11, Sansa is very clearly, she knows that she has to start to make excuses for why he does things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it can't just be that Joffrey's behavior is bad. Well, it's because it's he's, he's drunk. Now, I do agree that a lot of this is amplified by the fact that he's his body at 12 years old is not built to, to, to hold all this alcohol he's drunk yes he's drunk he's drunk and it's no. daytime and it's hot and you know they ain't believe in like summer clothes back then no. so i'm saying back then like in their 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 exactly. environment he has on i'm imagining a full velvet tunic it's light blue today so that's cool that's another thing too i i like the fact that he had like picked yeah, out colors, colors that weren't anything to do with any house he was just he probably liked the color blue anyway that is not important in any way shape or form but the fact that she goes and it's just like well i have to excuse this boy's actions by saying that he was drunk and or by saying that this is what men do and we kind of see that cat do that when she's just like you know like men have urges Mm -hmm. and men have needs and 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 that's understandable and that's fine and it's we can excuse away it's sad that they have to start so young doing things like that because what joffrey is doing right now regardless of the reason and his mind is right, but it's clearly not because it's like, it's one thing to, to if he would have gotten a little argument with Micah being like, look, man, you don't do that. That would have been fine. The way that he kind of yeah. shut those people back down there, he didn't have to draw his blade. He didn't have to put the blade to the boy's skin so that it no, pierced his skin and made him bleed. He didn't right. have to do that. But he did that anyway because he felt as though I got to protect somebody's honor because the way that he's been taught to protect honor is with violence. And we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. Do you want to say it? Because I have a whole thing to go no, on with no, no, violence I, in this I, child. I think what we need to lead into is if, if you're going to go into the violence, I will talk about that now because things escalate very quickly okay. right after yeah. that. So I think it's it's important to kind of frame that violence yeah. 
So go ahead. I would I would like to hear what you have to say. And I'm sorry I'm getting so excited about it. No. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, please, but um no, I I think it's very important to to understand the difference in the environments in which the children are also growing up because like we see with like like Aria like she's feisty and she's very um like she'll let it be known when she's displeased and she'll speak up for injustice when she sees it but her first instinct isn't to always like fight someone Joffrey's instinct is always to fight and he's just he's because he's surrounded by violence Mm -hmm. and and that's why I was asking like how much influence people have around him and I'll go from the least important to the most important so you see when we talk about if his grandfather has any like he knows his grandfather to be the most like well-respected military tactician in the history of his country. He knows that there are literal songs about his grandfather murdering people in their homes and and wiping out entire dynasties. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. They play that like all the time at court. So I would imagine one, that's a good thing. Two, we're going to talk about his uncle Jamie. His nickname is literally the Kingslayer. He literally killed a king. He don't know why, but he just knows, yeah, he did that and it was cool. And that he's the best swordsman of our age and our time. And, you know, he sees him probably in the yard sometimes training with the rest of the Kings. And it's just like, yeah, like that's the way that you're yeah, cool. That's the way you and that's be. the way you get remembered is if you're like the best person and you kill people and you do things. And he has these swords and he's trying to emulate these people. And then we go to Robert, who, again, violence on many levels. The reason for Joffrey even wanting to go to the Trident is because his dad killed a person there. His yeah. dad murdered somebody there. And I'm not saying that it wasn't war. I'm not saying that that's not what he's supposed to do because Rhaegar was attacking him as well. Yeah. But he's seeing that his father was able to literally crush the life out of somebody's yeah, chest. something valiant there. And it's valiant and it's good and that's celebrated. And when you're not like that, it's cool. And, and, and also, let's just bring in the elephant in the room. He also sees his father frequently abuse his mother. Yeah. He sees it a lot. Yeah. He knows that when his father is drunk and gets wild and can do whatever he wants, he he sometimes hits his mother. There's been times in which his father has abused him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like for him, it's just okay. like, well, this is what we do. We get anger in our house. And when you when you are a child mm-hmm. raised in an environment of, of violence and rage and anger, that is how that manifests in you. Yeah, and that's what And you, I am not how saying that it's good that. for Micah. What I'm saying is I know that the reason that Joffrey is doing this is because that's how he deals with conflict because that's how every single person around him deals with conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And here's the thing, like, and and that's not to excuse, and I don't even want to say to excuse his mother. I think that Cersei tries her best to kind of quell that because of what happens. But that's not to say that, like, she don't, like, fight Robert back in turn. And that the kids don't see that. Yeah. So they're seeing violence beget trauma beget violence. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So and that just, kind of ends up being just, an answer. And that's, for, and it's the that. answer for everything. And it's just like, shoot, nobody should do that to us. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. So his answer is to go and do that. So Aria, sorry, I'm, I'm I know I got so like hype Mom, on that. And I'm probably going to get hyped in two more minutes when the last part of this happens. But Sansa has never seen anything like it because in her household, there's peace and tranquility. Yeah, this is just... This and you don't see that. And again, happening. like, you see the men training in the yard and all that stuff, but you don't see, like, they they don't have any... They don't have hostility like that in their family unit. They don't have, like, the things that I would imagine Joffrey sees. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, they always point out, well, you know, where Marcella and Tom are different. And, yeah, they are different because they're not expected to be Joffrey. Nope. And but that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, sorry. Do <laughs> no, you want to talk about? No, like, you don't Aria? have to keep apologizing. I, just I think know that we move right from that and and his his kind of outward anger 
towards Micah in this moment. Towards Micah. And Micah doesn't know what to do. He doesn't. He can't do anything in this. Well, Arya decides. Yep. I'm going to step in. I'm going to yep. set this straight. Yep. Because right? and, that, and that is an example of how to use said privilege in mm-hmm. a situation. Yeah. Which she understands. And, and and we don't get it from her point of view. But we know that when when Sansa says she looks at her sister and she knows it to be true, that Arya probably feels a little bit of guilt. Because she now she feels like, well, damn, I asked him to do this. Mm-hmm. And now he's being punished for it. So she feels like she has to step in. I have to do this now. I got you in this, man. I'm going to get you out. Yeah. Well, her way of getting it out is. Oh, she swatched off right on the head with that, like the broomstick. Like she's like not even playing games and like so hard so that like he's bleeding and he's screaming. And at this point, Sansa, who I feel like had Arya not interacted, would have not been mad at Arya. But now she's mad at both of them. She's screaming yeah, at both of them because she's just like, really, y'all are ruining everything. Ruined. Both of y'all. You, Joffrey, and you, Arya. Y'all are doing the worst. Please stop. Y'all are, y'all are acting crazy. I'm not really sure what happens to Micah at this point because they don't really talk about it. I mean, he runs off. Okay. Yeah. He okay. straight up runs off. Because it's like, at this point, Joffrey's yelling obscenities. He's like, oh, he for himself. Every curse in under the seven skies is coming out of his mouth. And the horse gets scared. Mm-hmm. One of the horses gets scared. It runs off. And Micah turns tail. He's like, dog, I gotta go. And books it. Mm-hmm. Joffrey at this point has kind of no one else to lash out at. Oh. He's leaking. Oh. Mm. He's leaking. And he decides it's a good idea with his little drunk mind to start swinging at Arya yep. with real steel. Mm-hmm. You like saying that. I love saying it because I've never seen that movie. And I imagine if I see it, I'll be real sad. I like the movie, but we're not talking yeah, about that. No, I know. But he, he does this not thinking anything of the, the consequences of what that means. And that once again, leads back to how you were talking about. He doesn't have to think about no. what that means. No, not at all. He was assaulted. He is the crown prince. Mm-hmm. He needs to get. He's like, look, I'm, he's like, he's like, probably not even thinking about that at that point. He's just like, you did what? Yeah. Nah, forget that. Like, nah, that's it. And he just blind rage starts swinging at this little girl that's so much smaller than him because he's big for his age, too. So it's just like he's so much. She's so much smaller than him. She, he backs her up into a tree with a point like right at mm-hmm. her. Sansa is screaming at this point. And she's just like, please stop. Like, please. Like, what would have happened? If he would have killed her sister right then. I mean, it would have eventually been messed up, but it probably would have. Because I didn't think about I thought of the inverse, like what would have happened if she would have hurt him or if like Nymeria would have really messed his his arm up. Yeah, no, but what would have happened had he had killed Arya or maimed her? What would have happened? I mean, what do you think would have happened? There's I mean, only, I know what would have happened so there. so many but consequences for the prince, right? I mean, the king would step in as the king does anyway. To do what, though? You know what he does. Like, he would have... I mean, okay, he cool. He would have been mad at him, but... Nah, he would have he beat his ass. That's just what it is. He would have beat his ass. Okay. And I'm, I don't even like saying that lightly, but he would... I mean, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure after this, he beat his ass anyway. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because at this point, he has a sword up to he her. He has a sword up to her neck. And that's what I mean. Like, if if, if that would have happened, it would have just been, yeah, I, ooh, that's a, that's something to think about. I actually would like to explore that yeah. in some kind of way, shape, or form. Like, what should. would have happened if he would have killed Arya? Because there's no way nobody would have known. And, and I mean, they probably would have tried to excuse it away, but Ned would have been, ooh, yeah, he would have been livid. Cat would have been livid. Also, Cat would have been waiting for them to come down there because Cat's on her way down there. Ar- Arya? And then. Ooh. 
that's what no. I'm saying. And then, I mean, and that's something Cersei could not, she could not. And then she would have been tried, she would have tried to say something like, oh, well, you know, they attacked Joffrey. And it's just like, nah. Yeah, you nah, can't explain, you that, can't explain away. that away. And again, I'm not mad at her for sticking up for her son. That's her child. But sis, nah, like, mm-mm. Uh, yeah. So he's instead, about to he's about to hurt her. And in and, and this timeline, what really does happen is Nymeria. Nymeria shows up, yeah. And it's just like, no, wolf. I've watched enough. Mm-hmm. We're done with this. Mm-hmm. And jumps in yep. and, and gets at his sword arm. Yep. Which I think is going to town. Fascinating. Yeah, well, I think it's fascinating. Once again, I am my father's son. Um, <laughs> and just goes to town on the sword arm. And he's disarmed. Yep. And Arya, who loves to quip at people. Pause. Do you think that Arya had somehow warred into Nymeria to save herself? I'm I'm such a big fan of these kids saving themselves. No, I, 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 I know. Maybe on some level, but that that to me is just like that's like the Professor X. I'm calling out for help, and it came. She could have. No, I'm saying that I think that there was Man. more of that, and not um explicitly her going like hey i've okay done enough to okay. become the wolf and protect myself it's sad that lady wasn't present yeah lady lady could have helped i'm maybe. sad that sansa didn't have her wolf with her no that would have maybe sad. made her feel a bit more confidence in this where here again any agency that she would have had was stripped away at this point yeah um Arya decides hey it's not going to be like this tosses no no she don't toss Sansa said that she literally went over. She was so filled with rage. She did a spin. She spin and oh, she put her right. whole body into it. And she flung that John all the way into the river. She said, nah, not today. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And then runs off. Yep. Because she's just like, I don't have no, like, you're you're being the worst. And I, I don't really, yeah, I don't really, I don't dig it. I don't dig it at all. And. So now we're stuck with Sansa. Sansa's stuck. Sansa's stuck here. Because Mike is gone. One of the horses is gone. Arya's Arya gone, gone and took a horse that she had. I don't know how, but okay. I guess she had to yeah, have one. I guess it makes sense that she had a horse there. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what to do. What I mean, do she I, knew what to do. I mean, her her instincts and her gut tells her what to do. But like, I'm saying like internally, like this turmoil of what happens next. Thinking there are so many things that have transpired right here in this one moment that all she wanted this, like, to do was have a nice day. five minute span of time. She was promised lemon cakes. She didn't get any lemon cakes. She didn't get to hang out with Marcella. No. She didn't. I don't think she cares about hanging out no, with not Marcella. Just that, but I mean like, like I so much in that, like she would have gotten to hang out with the queen. She really was excited about sitting on her feather pillows. Oh, yeah. She didn't get any of that. Instead. Now she's here with Joffrey, who at this point has been disarmed. He's been attacked. He's openly He's crying, openly crying. Any semblance of the gallant knight that was in front of her mm-hmm. before has started to fade away and has been stripped. Yep. And she's wondering, like, well, let's go back to my train. What what do I do? How do I how do I make this right? I have to make it Let sure me he's okay. make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. Let me ask him what what his deal is. What can I do to make this better for you? Yeah. Specifically, what can I do to help you, Joffrey? Um Joffrey's unable to be or something. Joffrey, Joffrey just like can't now. No. Because like, I can't. He's done. At this point, and any bit of him that had the the bravado mm-hmm. that existed before throughout the day, yep, the wine's gone. He's sober. No, I don't think he's sober. Well, when I'm saying he's sober, I'm saying, but I mean this that, that is sober. It was a sobering event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For him to now be like, I kind of don't care what you do. 
you can go get help if you want. Just go. Do whatever. Just you need to go. Because to him, that's the other part of it where it's like there's that weakness that exists. Yep. You shouldn't be able to see me like this. Yep. This should not have happened. Yep. So you need to go. Mm-hmm. And that's it. What do you mean? I'm saying that's that's how we, we end up wrapping this chapter. No, I know. And I just want to talk about that's not that's it. Like, no, then that's what I'm saying. That like, because that's... again, it's just... It's 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 easy to 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 put it into words of oh well he just starts spitting at her and yelling at her and 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 he's just so mean and it's just like it's mean. Mm-hmm. However, he's taught that this only happens to weak people. Weak people get defeated, and it's funny because it's kind of like a mirror of the Trident battle in a way. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he lost his dad won. Yeah, and how how do you how do you reconcile for that? Like how do you reconcile that with yourself and how? How do you go then to your father and tell him that you got beat by a girl that was younger than you? Man. You you lost your sword. You lost this priceless sword. And I don't know if it was priceless. priceless? When I say priceless, I mean so much in that like a lot went into the making of that sword. Like the design of it, making it for a child. Yeah. all the things that went into making a sword like very that. Very costly. Very costly. Not just something that's just like, hey, we have a sword lying yeah. around the castle. You yeah. can use this. And him having to have that be part and parcel with the way that he now has to be in front of his dad. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It just, that that sucks. What, what little bit of his ego that was flying high earlier today Gone. is no longer there. Gone. And this, I think, if you want to talk about where that, that, cruelty moniker comes from mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about in the timeline like here's our splinter yeah where there's no option for him to go back to a point where sansa has never seen this version of him mm-hmm. and to have seen him be so handily defeated yeah in in that way she'll always have that memory of course of him there of in that way and with her sister being there in that way to mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh coalesce on 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 this where there's no way that she Question, can though, never think is that of, an excuse? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, this doesn't excuse it away. It just, to me, kind of sets back in a stone, like, their defined roles yeah. and the way that they need to be presenting to the other adults, the way that they need to present to one another, mm-hmm. the way that they think they need to present to the world. Yeah. And all of that came crashing yeah. down real quick yeah. because of this. Yep. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be very, very hard for Sansa to reconcile moving forward. Yeah. Um, just based off Specifically of this Specifically because of, and based off of this chapter, and um, we're not going to discuss it, but we do know what happens in the chapter following mm-hmm. this. And the chapter following this is the direct follow-up to what happens here. Yes. And how the adults that were not around to witness this. None of them. All have to try to make some kind of sense of it and to have to kind of bring all the children, like, to answer for it, what yes. happened. and. Yeah. As a result, we can be honest because we're not going to talk about this until we um, talk we about, talk about when we go through Ned's, yeah. but Micah loses his life yep. because of this. Sansa loses her wolf. And it's just, it's it's easy to blame Joffrey. Clearly, these are the actions of Joffrey, but then it's just, it's it, it, it asks larger questions of why would a child in that, like, why would somebody, why would he react the way that he did and what mm-hmm. what got him to that point to do something like that well it always makes you know the question what I mean? of why so are we just, not asking more of these adults yeah. yeah well not even just that just the culture in general yeah. just the mm-hmm. culture because it's just it's not fair no to, um, not at all 
to small folk. It's not fair to, to girls and women. It's, it's not really fair to the boys either because it's just, they're raised to be so kind of, like they they worship these these ideas of of hyper violence and hyper masculinity and it it just it hurts them just as much as it hurts the women. Well, I don't want to say just as much. It hurts the women more, to be mm-hmm. honest, because then they're the ones that have to to deal with the the lashing out and 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 the, and the the just the the violence of it all. And I just I feel I don't know. It's just it's a lot. And and seeing him like that at the end, like it, it was a lot less like villainous, but a lot. It's like it, I want to say pathetic. It was pathetic, but it's also it's sad because it's just like well, everything that kind of boiled over to make this child happen this way, and now you're affecting other people's kids. Yeah, and you affecting other people's lives, mm-hmm. and it's just like I can I can be like very sympathetic to how Cersei is with him, while also being critical of the fact that she cares not for other people's kids. Yes, very much, and so. that's just the truth. I mean, yeah. I don't think we'll get to that when we get to that three years down the line. Yep. But I just feel <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like in 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 the spirit of trying to kind of protect yourself. And again, the reason that that happened is because she was messed up by everything. So mm-hmm. it's just, and, and I don't want to say it's only her fault because again, I still am blaming Robert. Yeah. And any other male influence, Sandor is a male influence on him and we see how that is. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's just, it's terrible because all this just ends up hurting people more vulnerable than the men in charge. And I just, it's, it's sad. It is. Um, and Sansa just at this point is at a very because she again, like you said, like I would imagine she is the one that has to go and get help. Yep. And she does, and she has to kind of explain what's going on. And again, that sits on her, her shoulders. Yeah. And it sits on her as an eleven year old girl to take care of this twelve year old boy to tell these grown adults what happened that kind of be the voice of reason in a place that she doesn't really understand. It ends up coming full circle. Yeah, and all it's just way. like it's hard. And then I'm pressed to say that when we see her the next time, she's not going to be very happy about Arya. She's gonna probably hold a little resentment towards this, mm-hmm. which again is wrongfully placed. It is wrongfully placed, but it makes sense because again, all she wanted to do was just chill all day long, and yeah. she has no idea, and she can't be mad at Joffrey because again, he's her betrothed, and he is going to be her king, and uh, it's just yeah, all around it's, it's just, just very it's sad. Just sad. But I really enjoyed getting a look at Sansa because you know what I mean. Like we get to understand her side of things because yes. you know it's very a lot of a lot of the focus comes again like I said she's also a very contentious character where people are just they they either love Sansa or they hate her which I don't understand how anybody can hate an 11 year old but but here we are here we are anyway yeah thank you guys this was really fun yeah thanks for letting us work that work that out yeah and if you liked what you heard today and want to hear more you can go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Spotify or any of your favorite podcasting apps. We would always love to hear your feedback. So if you have any questions or comments, you can go ahead and email us at themaidenvaultpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at maidenvaultpod. Thanks again for joining us. Yep, yep. And we'll catch you again next Monday. Next Monday. See ya. More cat. Bye. Bye, guys.